previously on All Things Good and Nerdy. As Magneto once said, Ha ha ha, welcome to die! Um, I say dicks a lot. The best thing ever is he would play as Colossus. And we would sit there like, hey, we're in trouble, we're in trouble. He'd go, Aah! and start doing the special ability with the DDR. Dicks, 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 dicks. I'm going to queue up at a here, and I'm not going to say anything and let him have his time to uh, speak and his Origin piece. are basically a giant pile of shit, and anyone that uses them is absolutely fucking retarded. I think the people that run EA and Origins need to go back to freaking business school and learn how business works. I was a businessman. I ran a successful store. I know how this shit works. Apparently, they don't. I'm done. Okay, are we done with games now? Yeah. Uh, if we are, before we go, I'd say fuck EA. I've learned this. Never bet against Blizzard. That's true. I have, like, ten swords stored in my garage as of right now. Ten. <laughs> what a noob. Who doesn't love Katamari? But now I'm going to have the theme song stuck in my head all day, yeah. which gives me another reason to come out there and punch you. I work out of my bedroom, so, I mean, there's, like, no reason for me to never not have the TV on. It's there was a triple negative. There was literally a triple <laughs> negative. There was no reason for you to not never have the TV on. I don't even have cable, so... I don't know what just happened. I'm still trying to process that last sentence. My mind has been blown. Yeah. If it looked awesome. If you're just listening and not watching, I'm making little girl squee noises and doing the hand, the jazz hands, because... Ah! That made me really happy. I love community. Yeah, you can go suck a dick. Go ahead, Chris. I already told you you're host. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Well, <laughs> this is a great omen, everyone, but uh, welcome to episode 10 of All Things Good and Nerdy. Uh, we've made it 10 episodes, which is probably about nine more, and some people thought we'd make it. <laughs> to uh, start out this week, let's just uh, go around the table and introduce everyone we've got. Let's start with our uh, special guest host, uh, Carlin. Hi. Um, so I broke the internet this morning, and I'm so sorry. I'm the reason that... We're very, very late starting. But um, I'm Carlin. I'm online as Carlin Darlin. I'm very, very excited to be here. Um, yeah. Do I, do I say more things about myself? It's shameless self-promotion time, so feel free. Oh, shameless self-promotion. So um, I'm a lawyer, but I don't do awesome stuff with video games yet, but that's hopefully hopefully the plan for some point in my life. And um, I work packs with Naki. She's awesome. And I'm a gamer. Yeah. Shameless. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. Oh, happy to. Uh, next up, we'll go with Adahe, because he's next in my screen. What? No, not me. I'm, I'm, I'm Adahe. Um, I hate EA. Um, uh, I have a website at theiahe.com. I'm trying to make it better, because I suck. Um, and that's about it. Uh, live streaming, YouTube, all that stuff. I, I play games all the time. That's what I do. Moving on. <laughs> next up, we got Naki, then. Hi, I'm Naki, again. Um, I, dick, I, I, I chant about dick butts, and I, uh, I run One Nerdy Cupcake, which is in the process of being all overhauled, so don't go to that website yet. Do not go. 
That's great self-promotion right there. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> Don't go to my website. <laughs> well, that's the best you way to get people to go. go to your website. Don't go here. <laughs> well, i got to check it out now. You're going to hell if you go here. Oh, i got to check it out then. <laughs> uh, also, check out Kryptonian Spade because I write for them. There you go. There, there's something I can actually promote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, shameless self-promotion for me. I'm Chris. You can find me on Twitter at, at RoundTableNerds. I write a weekly video game column on 411 Mania's game section. I also do video game reviews. I'm reviewing Lego Batman 2 for them right now, and it's a fucking great game, so everyone should play it. Um, a lot of my stuff you can find at uh, nerdstheroundtable.com. That's where I blog about random nerdy things. And I will be guest hosting on the Mass Effect Quadcast, the first episode on Saturday. So cool. that could be fun. And uh, yay, shameless self-promotion. Yay. What? <laughs> yay, well, we all know who each other is now. Yes. <laughs> well, for those of you that have been watching for a while, we're going to be shaking things up a little bit and adding some stability and some changes to a few things. But we'll talk about some of the new bits and things we're going to do near the end of the show. But to start off with, our news section, we're doing a little bit of an overhaul where we're giving everyone a chance to have their news item of the week. So, who wants to volunteer to go first on there? So I'm not picking. I'll go. Um, Washington Post this week uh, had put up something with the Xbox document leak that is going to shed some light on the new Xbox 720. Hmm. And it looks pretty interesting. They want to do a full 3D output, which... For me, it means nothing, because I can't see 3D. But it looks like it could be. That looks like, for people who can actually see 3D and all that stuff, it looks like it'll be really cool. Um, they're going to put in uh, glasses, like full-on glasses. So I don't know if you guys have read the book Ready Player One, but it kind of makes me think of that. But the haptic gloves and the visor, we're, we're going to get all super technical, it looks like. Yeah. It looks like power glove for the Nintendo? Yes. <laughs> yes. Pretty much. We live in the future, guys. This is the future. Um, the power glove was awesome. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And then <laughs> there's go they're up also upgrading the Connect, so it'll hopefully be available for smaller rooms, so for people like me, that'd be great. Uh, I think the coolest thing I'd seen on that one is they're putting a Blu-ray drive on it also. Yes. It will also have Blu-ray. <laughs> Speaking of that, this weekend yard selling, I found uh, one of the Xbox 360 HD DVD players. I still I have one. I laughed greatly. I was like, "You failed at technology." I got mine for <laughs> I got mine for twenty bucks, and it came with the Matrix trilogy, so I considered that a win. Yeah, nicely done. Uh, oh shit! I broke all the things. My bad. That's my job. <laughs> also, the thing that makes me think this Xbox document leak might actually have some factual data to it, just from what I've seen, is that Microsoft's lawyers are coming down on everyone who has copies of this memo online and asking and, and giving them cease and desist orders, and they're having to remove them. Oh, wow. It's true. Yeah. So it, it could actually be something to look forward to. But yeah. th didn't this document come out, like, it's dated April 2010 or something like that? So plans might have changed some, but there's got to be a kernel of truth to it is what I'm thinking. If they're having lawyers go after it, that would be my guess. Yeah. And yeah, when, I first read, when I first read that, all I could think was Marshall Erickson going lawyered in the back of my head. 
laugh. Every time anyone talks about lawyers and cease and desist orders, I always think of Bethesda's fail legal team who sues <laughs> everybody and loses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Do we have? Okay. Don't mind me. Just okay. myself. So, did you have anything else you want to say on the Xbox One, or? Well, no, like that was my Xbox. that was my big thing, and I was super excited for it. Okay, well, I'm going to arbitrarily say I'm going next because mine might feed into that a little bit. But um, anyone who was paying attention earlier in the week, Microsoft had put out an announcement to everyone, all everyone in the tech industry, at least, saying we're having a, a big announcement. I think it was. Monday or Tuesday night, I can't remember, in L.A., everyone should come and check out what that is. And nobody had any clue what it was. There's a lot of predictions until they got there. And Microsoft has announced their Surface tablet. So Microsoft Ooh. is officially entering the tablet arena. And what really intrigued me on this one is, well, a few things, really. They're putting out two different versions of it. They have their, their professional version and their regular. The, the regular runs the Windows 8 RT, which is designed for tablets, has lower power consumption. The tablet's a little bit smaller, but it has two USB ports on it and runs, a f and runs the full Windows 8 RT. But what they're also putting out is their professional version, which runs full Windows 8 professional, like full laptop style, and it's redonkulously powerful. And I think what the coolest thing on it was they've basically taken the idea, are you guys familiar with Apple's smart glass case yeah. that folds over the top? They've basically taken that, and Microsoft's put a keyboard in it, a Bluetooth keyboard. So when you unfold the laptop, it has a kickstand, not laptop, tablet, it has a kickstand built into it, and then it, it stands up and you have that, ta that keyboard on there, which even has a mouse pad, to be able to control this. So they've made a tablet that can then become a laptop. That's bitching. Yeah. It's really cool, and they're putting out two different copies of this cover. They're going to have one where the keyboard is just flat mounted into the, into, the, into the cover itself, and they're doing another one where it's actually got keys you can press in and it actually has some give to it. So there's going to be two different versions of the keyboard. And why I think this can end up being really cool on the gaming side is they just announced Smart Glass at E3 two weeks ago. Imagine what they're going to do to integrate the Xbox and all of that with their tablet. That's is this actually, the they showed the giant table? I no. A picture of a giant table. That's what Surface used to be, actually. They mm -hmm. rebranded it. Surface was the giant table you can manipulate things on. Um, but the table is awesome because think about the table. And then if you saw the Bonnaroo holograms... Yeah, remember that? You have the, you yeah. have the, the bitchin' table, Bonnaroo holograms, Dungeons and Dragons on a giant 3D table. Right. Just saying. I love this. Yeah, this, this, your vision. That's good. This, this is the surface I pulled up in my window. That's what it looks like when the kickstand's out and the cover keyboard is on there. Huh. You so. could actually buy something like that for your iPad. Just right. throw that on there. Well, I think I mean, the thing... It's going to be interesting on this is they're going to be running full Windows 8 on the professional version. Yeah, it, it does look really cool. And it from the document leak, it looks like it's all going to integrate together with the smart glass and whatnot. The thing is, is that it kind of it kind of looks like they, they took the iPad and was just like, okay, this is everything that's wrong with the iPad. And now we added a keyboard and we're going to fix it. And that's pretty well, that's much how it is. It's a that's, smart thing to do. I they mean, appled Apple, basically, because that's what Apple does yeah. with all their products. They yeah. take a good idea and they package them all together. Well, not really, because the Zoom was still superior technology. Technology-wise, yes. The problem was it just came in too late in the game, which I think yeah. is what you might be seeing with the Surface tablet coming in too late in the <laughs> game. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. the, other, the other problem they're going to run into is 
Android Marketplace or Google Play, whatever they're calling it now, and the iOS Marketplace, they have huge amounts of apps on there. Yeah. yeah. You've so got Google, to bring app developers over to Windows now. I, I enjoy Google Play. I can find pretty much everything I want on it. Well, I have no about, issues with it. The thing about apps um, is most apps are developed in either Flash or Java. Java is hugely popular for apps. And the, the the advantage to Java is it's universal. It'll basically work on every system. So any any Java app will be on any of the um, tablets because it's Java. Yeah, and I'll say that when Windows Phone 7 was coming out, Microsoft actually paid certain developers to, to make apps on there. Like, they paid the Angry Birds guys to make an Angry Birds app. I think... I mean, um, you know, he's like a 13-year-old kid. Yeah, but they're... There were certain companies, they gave them money to say, we want your app on this phone so that they could drive people to it. So they're trying to develop this marketplace. It's just a matter of how well that works. If you ever wanted to feel bad about how much you've accomplished in life, look at the Angry Birds kids. Sorry, that's just how I thought it. 13-year-old kid, I made $60 million. What? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was lucky to make $25 in a week. When I was 13. <laughs> I have no idea. This is blowing my mind. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. I need yeah. to be his friend. What's funny about the Angry Birds thing is he originally released it for free. Like I had it I, for free. And he made it, and it's like, it's free. You just play it. And it took off so big, and how he ended up making all his money was because he branded that crap. He made toys. Oh, yeah. He, like, that, little, that little guy is smart. Yeah, yeah smart, got <laughs> me. I was at Walmart looking at dog toys for my dog. They have a whole line of Angry Birds dog toys, even. And, like, <laughs> there is Angry and like the Birds dog toy squeaks makes the Angry Bird noise and stuff like that. I was you've got to be kidding me. Wow. I actually bought my dad Angry Birds candy so he could eat the little <laughs> bluebirds. Because um, he hates the bluebirds. I don't know why. Like, out of all the birds, I hate the boomerang bird. Like, fuck that thing. I hate, ugh. But, I mean, like, he, he likes to eat the little bluebirds to be like, here, fuck you. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so before we move over to you, Ada, hey, are we going to need to tell people what super dick mode is, or <laughs> uh, are you going to call it on this? <laughs> I, I, I might. I'm going to try not to. I really will try not to. You, you can um, if you want to. We just need to let people know what it is. Would you consider my last week's rant to be super dick mode? Pretty much. Okay, yeah. then probably. Okay. So. One of the things I was talking about in the early part of the podcast is we're starting to have some, we want to have some regular segments, some regular bits. One of which we have tentatively entitled Super Dick Mode. When someone wants to go off on a topic or they want to just say their piece without being interrupted, it's going to be maybe once or twice a show it can happen. Someone's going to call it on the show, and you'll hear, I don't have the audio with me now, but we have an audio bit for it, and they will go into what we're calling Super Dick Mode. From that point, they're allowed to rant uninterrupted, and when they say they're done, that's when we can speak our piece. Right on. And then we call him a super dick a whole lot. <laughs> or I'll just chant dick butt at him. We might just put a looping background of Naki going dicks, 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 dicks dick, in the background dick, during dick, this entire... Dick, uh, dick, <laughs> dick, <laughs> but uh, this is one of the new bits that we're going to be ro- ro- uh, excuse me, rolling into the show. And my guess is it's going to come up during Adahe's News of the Week. So we've prepped you guys accordingly for it. And I'm going to toss it over to Adahe for his News of the Week. Yeah. So yeah, my news of the week. Um, if last week's episode, I I bitched about EA because EA, their their new president, CEO, whatever, is basically a giant idiot when it comes to any any knowledge of business and what to do. Recently, um, 
not recently really, but somewhat recently. Sorry if that was loud. Um, e, uh, as of right now, EA's market value is down roughly 50% since November. And uh, if you want to look at exactly what they're doing wrong, and this is why I'm bringing this up, um, it look, mostly it points to the fail of SOTOR once again, uh, which makes, I think his name is Riccatello, if someone wants to correct me on that. Uh, his entire strategy really looks dodgy um, to his investors because his strategy... See, I got all into it, and now I lost my words. That's a hell of an uh, awesome graph, though. They're showing on the uh, loss of value. Yeah. Um, so it was... Yeah, look at that graph. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. I, I tend to be very adamant of the failure of, of EA's failure as a company. And the first thing I believe caused this, as I said, was SOTOR. Because uh, right around the launch of SOTOR was when the EA stock started to climb. Because expectations with SOTOR were extremely high. The game has had a huge huge amount of potential with subscribers and it seemed the company was going to make it. The only way that they can save their company is to go free to play with SOTOR. And I know people don't make any, a lot of people argue with me on this and that's fine. The reason that will work is it will bring people like Chris into the game. It will. Chris will not be able to not play the game if it's free to play. I love Bioware. It's not my fault. Um, um, And Vanity items and whatnot are huge. People love that stuff. Um, now, the more important thing here is EA CEO, like I said, since 07, has been promising to turn the company around and once stated a three-year plan. He's well behind that plan, obviously, and there's no real foreseeable end in sight here. It's just, as you saw, you know. Now, um, for SOTOR to fail, like, as I said, this makes his entire strategy look dodgy. Uh, I had this whole thing written up for this, and I forgot all of it, so my super dick one failed. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Well, we're supposed to yell out, finish him at the end of it. Come but, on. Uh, <laughs> if, if you want to compare it, uh, if you want to compare it as a comparison seer, uh, if you, you can compare this to uh, THQ, who lost about 80% of their value in the past year, um, which actually isn't nearly as bad as... Actually, uh, EA's is worse. Forty uh, percent. Uh, uh, the decline in THQ was roughly fifty million dollars in value. That eighty percent is, whereas EA's fifty percent is roughly four billion dollars in value. Yep. So, the, I, I really this could be the end of EA, and um, I think investors are looking for a way out. Because if you remember, like two, three weeks ago, they made a there was a leak quote-unquote, and this actually came from the investors that said Nexian was trying to buy EA. Well, then we, this was all found out to be false, but they're trying to put rumors out there that someone's trying to buy them because they're hoping to find a way out because uh, and raise the stock prices so they can leave because they know EA is going under. So maybe, maybe gamers are going to win here when EA goes the fuck away. Finish him! Finish him. <laughs> that might have just been dick mode. Yeah, that was like super reasonable. <laughs> you were far too reasonable for an opinionated nerd on the internet. I was like, yes, yes. There were no your mother cracks or anything. I'm confused. I uh, I, I tend to like to back up anything I do with facts, sir. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that still that still isn't a super dick. We, we need a super dick. Wait, uh, dick butts, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> to start throwing things. I don't 
I'm going to start breaking shit. That'll be how my super dick mode goes. I will break everything. Course, yeah, the, other, the other issue with EA, of course, is the huge failure of Origins. <laughs> oh, here's where we get it. He should have waited until now he's going to call it, I bet. <laughs> no, I was going to say Origins has failed. Did you say Origins? Origins, yep. Yeah. Like we aim to be a better Steam, you failed. Congratulations. <laughs> hey, that was just a money grab, and we all knew it. Everybody knows that one. Well, we didn't get a chance to prep you ahead of time, Carlin, but do you have anything you would consider news of the week that you've heard that you want to talk about? Um, Off the top of my head, not necessarily. Okay. <laughs> well, that's on me. Asking. I apologize. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm the one who broke the internet. <laughs> It's resilient. It came back, sort of. And kind quick of. side note, the only way I was actually able to get on this Hangout was to, like, boot into a very ancient, ancient version of Debian on my husband's Linux machine. Like, this barely came together. And this is old yay. school, man. Yeah, yeah, but here <laughs> you are. Boss. So. Right. It's nerd cred right there. Yep, it worked. <laughs> um, one thing, was, since, we were, since we were just talking gaming, and... This might put me into super dick mode, but uh, let's talk this Lara Croft bullshit. Oh, yes. I also would love to talk about that. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess this is uh, um, one that I'm not so adamant about. Um, I, I understand the issue with it, um, but I can see the good in what they're doing as well as the bad, so I'll let you guys go. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Right Carlin, go ahead. You can you can start this because you're you're much better spoken at this than I am. <laughs> doubtful, doubtful. Um, I will give I guess just like a little bit of background because I have followed this. I'm not gonna say obsessively, just you know I read like, I read all the articles on it. But um yeah, so basically you know at E3, what's his name Rosenberg? I think it's Ron Rosenberg, the Crystal Dynamics executive producer. You know they showed yeah. this trailer for the new Lara Croft you know origin story reboot. And, you know, there's this, there's a scene in the trailer, and you, you kind of have the context of, like, just from the way I was looking at it, it's like, okay, this doesn't really look to be, like, a playable moment, you know, it's like, yeah, we're seeing these cutscenes and these things that establish her as a character, and there's this scene of this, you know, sexual assault, and he talks about it, and he says, like, oh, yeah, you know, the character, the savages on the island, they're going to try to rape her, and this is just my, my own personal editorializing this, you know, it seemed almost like, like, he was very excited about, like, isn't this an awesomely legit thing to put into a game? Like, hey, we're showing you how this woman that you, before this point, has been kind of like, I don't know, for, she just kind of somehow turns into this badass archaeologist, and we don't really understand why she's very good with the gun, but like, hey, this is explaining it. These are the things that happened to her. And um, I think they were kind of surprised that people said, whoa, you're incorporating sexual assault into your video game? That's really strange. And so you had, like, a bunch of different reactions from some people saying, like, you know, that should never be touched in a video game. And then some people were saying, oh, you can touch that in a video game, but I don't think you should do it this way. And then other people saying, I think that would be hot because I'm on the Internet and I'm a troll, and so I'm going to say that that would be hot. And, you know, a lot of other people, which I agree with, saying, that's really narratively lazy. Like, you're saying, yeah, we're going to get this female character and toughen her up by throwing sexual assault at her, but that's, like, what everyone does to female characters to toughen them up. It's, like, really, really old. So, anyway, that's, like, the just kind of the background of, of how that started. Naki, would you say that's, like, an accurate... Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And so that pisses me off just for the mere fact that, hey, guys, 
we can be tough without being sexually assaulted. Just right. throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she's going through a lot of other stuff that's really legit to toughen a person up. <laughs> Actually, um, from a sexual assault stance, um, mm -hmm. being a person that's dealt with a lot of women who's had sexual assault, it usually doesn't toughen them up. It usually gives them a lot of mental issues. Um, it's usually quite the other way around. That's the issue I have with the storyline. It doesn't usually make them stronger. <laughs> it is kind of oversimplifying it, of, of just saying, you know, like, oh, so this happened and she, you know, like, it's a really complicated thing to just throw into your video game. Like, there's a lot of baggage that's going to come with that that you're going to have to unpack. There's, there's that issue. There's, um, there is, like, so later on, Ron Rosenberg is, uh, talking about how now we're going to want to protect Lara Croft. Yes. And I'm sorry, that is complete bullshit. It is. I don't want to protect Lara Croft. I want to play Lara Croft as the badass that she is. And exactly. It's... Yeah, that it's like, was... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, that was one of the things that was really frustrating to me, because, you know, when I see a playable female character, you know, yeah, I get kind of like, oh, awesome, there's a badass chick I can play as, what's she like? You know, and I get really excited by that. And so to say, like, you're going to want to protect her, it's like, oh, way to assume that I'm a guy that is seeing this poor little girl on screen I want to protect. Like, no, I mean, why would I not want to say, hey, here's this awesome chick that's doing these really cool things, and I identify with that. It's like he just automatically assumed, like, nope, you're just a bunch of guys that see this. Oh, and it was tied in with the she's less voluptuous now, you know, so for that reason yeah. we want to protect her. Like, yeah, oh. there's, there's a quote in the Kotaku article that was linked on here, but it mm -hmm. kind of sits weird with me. He goes, she's definitely the hero, but you're kind of like her helper. When you see her have to face these challenges, you start to root for her in a way that you might not root for a male character. Right. That's, like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. It's, this is the whole female character empowerment thing, I think, is the one thing that... Uh, Nintendo's done right over the time with Samus because it never mattered that Samus was a chick. Hell, you never most people never knew it exactly. Um, and like, this hope this doesn't become a trend. They're gonna make a new Metroid game and Samus gets raped. It's like, what the hell? Right, <laughs> Just leave, yeah. like Metroid is perfect. Like that. That's yeah. what I use for like the perfect female character in a game. Like, look at Metroid. Yeah. You don't have to make these huge differences between your male and female characters. Uh, my example here, look at the Mass Effect games. The story's exactly. the same whether you have a male shepherd or a female shepherd. They can be equally badass or equally evil. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's exactly what it is, and I don't understand why, in this instance, why we need to distinguish that Lara Croft is a woman. Like, right. in the sense that she has to be sexually assaulted so she can be this badass Tomb Raider. It's like, like, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that has nothing to do with turning someone into a hero. Right. It's, it's, and I think another thing that, to me, was really kind of... Sorry, I just lost my, my train of thought and, like, a, a major frustration. But, um, yeah, something else about this that was just really frustrating is because, you know, it's like you need to kind of be honest about who your character is. Like, you know, you can't just say, okay, this is, like, a new Lara Croft reboot. It's like, we know who Lara Croft is. We've seen her over the years, and she's kind of like got this mild TNA sort of like, oh no, you know, she's anatomically dubious to seal the phrase. Like, like we like watching her bounce around on the screen. And so you can't then take that away and say, all right, guys, but seriously, sexual assault, we're being serious about it. It's like, no, we know what Lara Croft is. Just be honest about, like, like if you were starting over with a completely new character, a completely new IP, like maybe you could possibly try and sell this as a legitimate thing to throw in the narrative, but it's like, no, she's been too much eye candy for too long to try and say, we're going to throw sexual assault at her and we're totally doing this from, like, 
you know, this this very legitimate standpoint. You know what I mean? It's the the thing that I think that they they they're they're trying to claim that they're not doing this for shock value. It I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're really trying to to be like, look, we're we we're real, we're down to earth, you know, we're also gonna shock you with some of the things we're gonna make Lara Croft do. And it's like and and the quote that he put in here is she literally goes from zero to hero, we're building her up and so she gets confidence. As soon as she gets confidence we break her down again. Yeah. What the fuck? They do yeah. that with Batman, he never gets raped or sexually right? assaulted. He was yeah. in a Tibetan prison for a while. You don't know what happened. He's Batman. He kicked the ass of everyone that tried to do anything to him, I bet. Because, um, like, I know. <laughs> so I, I want to ask, because one of the games I follow is Assassin's Creed. I love that series. Mm-hmm. It's like the greatest series ever. And they're delaying my PC release again. But anyways... Um, Are you really surprised, though? The, one no, of these no, days you'll switch to console. One of these no. days. <laughs> but... Um, so we were talking about the female things. Do you think um, Ubisoft, uh, with Assassin's Creed uh, Revelations, the PSP version, is going to do a female assassin correctly? Or do you think they're going to screw it up? Hmm. I'm, what is, I, and this is just because I don't know my developers as well as I should. Um, what has Ubisoft done with female characters in the past? That's what I was trying to think. And yeah. um, I'm sure I could, like, Google it and find They've out. They've done the Splinter Cell series, which is all about Sam Fish. They've done the Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed games. They've had some strong female characters in the Assassin's Creed games. The only strong female character I can remember from the Assassin's Creed game, though, is the hooker. <laughs> <laughs> That's never a good sign. <laughs> okay, maybe I should withdraw my comment then. <laughs> like, I'm sure there were other ones, but, um, like, in, I think it's two, you know... The the entire game, your your mom sits crying in a in a room because your dad died, um, and then your little sister is helping you rebuild the city. What about the uh, the character? Here's aren't exactly a sign of weakness. One, Wasn't she like one of the assassins or something or What's a that? templar? Sorry. The girl, the uh, the character that Kristen Bell voiced in Assassin's Creed. I'm not sure on that one actually. I I, I don't mm-hmm. follow voice actors as much as I should, so. I just, can't remember the girl's name. That's the problem. Just throwing this out there, and it's only because you said this. Like, just because someone's crying is not a sign of weakness. Like, that's something that I never understood about male society because I know that's a, a, a very much a male thing. Um, but, you know, I cry when I'm angry, and then I go and punch things. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's not necessarily a sign of weakness. It's just, okay, too much emotion, cry. Okay, now I'm going to go punch you in the face. Like, that's right. exactly how it's going to go. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing is that um, there, there's been another thing on the Internet lately. I don't know if you guys saw it where it's, like, the two comparison images of, like, pop culture versus geek culture, you know, and it's, like, the one on the bottom has, like, all these, you know, badass, like, you know, oh, look at all the, the really cool gun-toting geek ladies. And the one on the top is, like, I don't know, Snooki and Kim Kardashian or whatever. But, you know, one of the... The observations was that, well, you know, you do have a lot of really awesome, strong, geek women characters that can blow things up and be awesome. It's like they shouldn't have to prove that, like, to be awesome, you don't have to blow stuff up. Like, don't get me wrong, I love that, you know, like, that's great, but you can be powerful in other ways without having to say, like, hey, she can kill something as well as you can and be just as, you know, physically strong as a guy can. And so, yeah, I agree. Like, you can you can be legit, you know. It's true. That kind of petered yeah. off. But yeah. No, like I, I completely agree. You don't have to blow stuff up to be a strong woman. 
or right. a bunch of people. Like you, you just more people. I think I think that's just a common misconception, and it's it's kind of annoying, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, and I mean, I think like like for me, when I think of the best female characters in games, I'm always going to go back to Alex Vance, which you know she chopped on things when she had to, but she was just awesome and strong in so many other ways, and like intelligent and just a really really great character to have on screen, you know, like. I loved playing Half-Life because of her, you know, and yeah, there's just lots of ways that you can say, oh, this character is amazing because she's contributing in really significant ways, you know. Right. It doesn't have to be rape. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking through the list of all the games that um, Ubisoft has uh, either published or developed, mm-hmm. and really, I can't see anything that stands out. Um mm-hmm. As this has, you know, good strong characters. I mean, most of the stuff they they made actually is kind of corny. <laughs> like they've done a lot of stupid. Like they have a whole uh, CSI series. They have an NCIS series. They, Didn't have, they have Rayman though. They did have Rayman and uh, Heroes of Might and Magic and Splinter Cell. Uh, they did Just Dance. That's theirs. Um, I like yeah. Just Dance. I think it's fun. Uh, no More Heroes was theirs. If you played that on the Wii, it's kind of I have. That was no More Heroes Persia. was fun. I mean, Rayman, yeah. I mean, this is like their first attempt, really, at, by the looks of it. Um, yeah. But based off the Assassin's Creed games you've played, do you really think they're going to screw it up? I don't think they're going to focus so much on the fact that it's a female. I think they made it a female because everyone keeps asking for a female assassin. Hmm. So I... I think that's what's going to happen. Is it's, it's going to be a female, but it's still going to be uh, just another assassin. That's a good thing, though, right? That's yes. good. That's what we want. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> let's not let's not give her a rapey backstory. Mm-hmm. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish them well. Yeah. If I if I could get into the Assassin's Creed game, I'd be more excited. But I've been trying to play the first one forever. You and me both. I, I tried to get into it so hard, and yeah. The second one's actually a, a good bit better. The, the first one's storyline gets a bit dry. It that's just was so repetitive. Yeah, that's that's the problem I'm having is that I feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over. I'm not. It's a lot I of don't feel like people in the face. Yeah. yeah, and like every little like every time you go into the marketplace, it's always like one of the same three scenarios is happening. It's like yeah. Yeah, the second one they did a lot better with. Okay. Give them that. Okay. Yeah, I liked Assassin's Creed too. That was fun. Um, Chris, your host. You can go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say since we're in the gaming side of things, let's continue in the gaming one. And there's an article that I wanted to talk about where Blizzard locks down Diablo three online buyers for up to three days. Has anyone heard anything on this one? Before I go in, I heard a little bit, but I don't pay much attention to the real money thing because okay. I don't plan to ever well, use it. That's only a piece of what it does. But let me let me just read a little bit out of this article. It says, An announcement on Blizzard's Battle.net forums states that digital purchasers of the latest game, Diablo 3, will have their access limited to the free starter edition until their bona fides are confirmed. This may keep players, uh, may keep players stuck at level 13 for up to 72 hours from purchase. In a post to the Battle.net forums, a support agent laid out the limitations. They can get up to Act 1 into the Skeleton King. They can max out at level 13. Matchmaking is available only with other starter edition players. They'll have no auction house access, either real money or gold, and global play is not available. And the reason that Blizzard has said they've done this is as a security measure. 
Uh, they said, quote, that it was an unintended consequence of security measures intended to prevent gold fraud. That is the ability to trade, chat, or interact with the trade, excuse me, with the auction houses until payment has been verified. Pretty much basically what they do in World of Warcraft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so for 72 hours, you can't get past level 13 if you buy it digitally. Yeah, well, I can kind of understand that because there's going to be a lot of people who are trying to do fraud. But um, this whole cash auction house thing is just silly. Like, they could do this, the same thing with that they're doing this, and they could do it so much better. I will point to CCP. If any of you are familiar with EVE Online, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, right there. They have, you can buy anything in that game oh, yeah. with real money, technically. Because uh, you can buy Plex, then uh, sell Plex for in-game money. And you know what? There's no lockdown when you buy that game. You're in it. Like, you're in it from the start. You can actually... And uh, I had a friend who, who successfully did this. He started the 21-day tri trial account, and by the end of his 21 days, had made enough money to buy an in-game Plex and has never paid for that game. Wow. Uh, Plex is a, is a month of game time. Um, for anyone yeah, there was a guy at work that. that was telling me about something like that. that he'd and, done. Uh, yeah, he was able to make enough money, which is a roughly 300 million isk, which is quite a bit. <laughs> and... Uh, has never actually paid for that game. He's been playing it for like two years now. So, well, there's a comment that one of the uh, one of the one of the comment trolls put in, which actually isn't too trolling, which kind of sums up how I thought how I felt about it. He said, "Can I keep my sixty dollars until you decide to give me the game that I paid for? I didn't pay sixty bucks to kill the Skeleton King for three days. I paid for the full game. Give it to me the moment I pay for it." It, it makes sense. I totally agree. It's sixty dollars is a lot of money. Uh, you shouldn't necessarily be punished because you move quickly. Right. <laughs> uh, I understand where Blizzard's coming from, and I understand where the gamers coming from on that one. I mean, I haven't played Diablo three, so maybe I'm Take shouldn't be getting pissed off. Well, but how, how quick did you get to the Skeleton King out of here? Well, I'm a seasoned Diablo person. I can get to him and kill him in like two hours. Yeah. Um, Easily, so, easily faster if I tried. So in this case, you'd have to wait three days to get past that. So you've played for two hours and have to take a 70-hour break. <laughs> well, Which, I, I accept, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that just sounds ridiculous. Like, way, way to be punished for being good at what you do. There's got to be a happy middle ground they can figure out on this, I would think. I don't know what it is. I don't have the right answer. Mm-hmm. This just encourages me to go buy the physical copy of the game, then. Yeah. Buy the collector. Oh, you can't. Uh, not want. You're not going to make us see Diablo the Soulstone again? Make yeah, it like good. three weeks in a row? I, I, I can was going to say, we, get to see, we, we can see it every week now. He'll, he'll just continue to show it off. I can grab <laughs> it if you want. It's a good, <laughs> That's good out of context. Everything I say is good out of context. Wow. Can't even talk. Gonna shut up. <laughs> Look at that. I'm just for those of you who don't know, I dual wield laptops during this. And so at one side I'm actually watching us on YouTube to see if we have any viewers, which uh, We have one viewer it says according to this. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I have a good computer and just use two monitors. Fuck Ooh. you. Whoopie fucking do for you. <laughs> <laughs> Dick butt. <laughs> That's what you are. I'll you give are you a computer one day. How did so Dickbuck come around? Are, are we done with this? Where oh, are we yeah, moving right. to? <laughs> yeah, I think we're done with that one. Let's see. We could switch we have, it up. I think, 
So we're talking about viewers. We have six people over at Twitch right now. Well, hello to everyone All on right. the Twitch side. Hi, Twitch. This one's an interesting one. How many of you guys are Final Fantasy gamers now or in the past? I played past. up till 10. There is a rumor that has hit the web that Final Fantasy VII is coming back as this a PC a... game that will rely on microtransactions to help people advance faster. Oh. <sighs> That's um, Now, it hasn't been 100% confirmed, but Joystick picked it up and a couple other folks have. Square Enix has registered a website called FinalFantasy7PC.com. It... I'm not saying it's a bad idea. Microtransactions are just a cash grab. I hate them. Yeah, it it, kind of feels like a cash grab. I understand why, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I don't want to pay you more money. I'm sorry. You make a lot of money. I can't imagine anyone being happy with that. Like, I'm trying to think. I was never a Final Fantasy gamer, but I can't imagine anyone I know that loved the series being like, oh, awesome. Uh, part of what made Final Fantasy hard to do at times is you had to sit there and grind for like four or five hours to level up to do something, and now you can go spend six bucks and have it done in 30 seconds. Which I really don't... I, I don't mind grinding. I really don't. And I didn't mind it when I, when I played World of Warcraft, and it, it didn't... It never really bothered me that much to be... to grind. I'm the same way. It, to me, it's kind of mind-numbing, which is nice, yeah. because, you know, you, some, you, you work too much, and you're like, fuck, I gotta go, I, I, you know, I want to play a game, but I don't want to think about it. Go grind something, you feel much better. Like, exactly. It's kind of cathartic. <laughs> yeah. You don't that's really... What I, that's what I use Minecraft for now. It's like, oh, right. I want to play a game, I don't want to think about it, I'm going to dig a hole. Well, exactly. It seems almost to me like you're cheating if you use a microtransaction to level up your character a bunch. Yeah. There's ga- I remember playing Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy VIII, at least, where I'd leveled up to do something. I was like, yeah, I'm finally going to be able to beat this. And I get my ass handed to me. And I go, oh, <laughs> back out to the fields for another four hours. Well, like, you know that people do it on World of Warcraft. Like, I, my, my ex actually used to make a lot of money because he would offer to, to, to level people's characters for them. Mm-hmm. And I think right. that's what they're doing, is that they're, they're just eliminating that whole thing from even being done, thus putting some people out of a job. But... I mean, that's kind of lame. <laughs> yeah. Now, to be fair, in the article that was found, they don't actually explicitly say microtransaction, but they do say you'll be able to use a, quote, character booster, unquote, mm-hmm. increase a char- to increase health power, magic power experience, or to attain items, all with a simple click of a button leaving you to enjoy the adventure. So yeah. it doesn't say microtransaction, but if you read between the lines, it says microtransaction. Yeah. I was going to say, but it kind of does. Right. Yeah. They did everything they could to not say the word microtransaction. It's a good effort. There's yeah. nothing wrong with microtransactions if they're done correctly. That's, that's, I, that's the thing I have with them. It's like, if you look at, like, I play MOBAs, sadly. I don't know. If you look at, like, League of Legends and now Smite, the new one that's out, um, they do microtransactions, um, but you can earn any of the heroes in game by playing the game as well. If you want to buy if you want to get it quickly, you can just pay cash for it or you can just play the game and you'll unlock them eventually. So that's see I, I have no issue with that type of microtransaction. Um, the only thing that you can't earn by playing the game is uh, vanity things. Like, if you want to change the skin or how your character looks, you have to pay cash for that. Well, that's vanity. It's not required to play the game. It's mm-hmm. not required to enjoy the game, so I'm fine with that as well. 
that's the same thing Smite's doing, so I'm, I'm happy with Smite. By the way, Smite's good. Play Smite. I watched you play it. It looked like it was pretty fun. If I actually do get that new computer, I might actually try and play some of it. I have some extra beta keys laying around, about three of them. Okay. Well, I might be getting that new computer here in a week or two, so I'll, I'll get in touch with you on that one. <laughs> also known as, Adahe is going to give away three beta keys. Tune in, and you might be able to get one. <laughs> Come on, do this right. Do it right. <laughs> <laughs> they usually don't last long. So whenever someone on my stream asks me for one, I just give them away. But usually that same person will send me two or three back, so it's like a doubling <laughs> effect. It's a pyramid scheme. I mean, if, you, if we're, if we're going to do this right, you might as well be like, hey, I got these beta keys. If you listen to us and we give you a super secret password or some stupid shit, there you go. Anyways, sorry. First, everyone Twitter, at one nerdy cupcake, dick butt, and I will be <laughs> picking a winner. <laughs> Use the hashtag dick butt or dick butts. <laughs> and I, I will be picking a winner to receive a slight beta key. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I really, really, really hope that that works. Number one. <laughs> number two. If we could get dick butts trending around the world, I would be so ecstatic. <laughs> you, you greatly over anticipate our reach, don't you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I really want dick butts to trend. I think it would be fantastic. <laughs> because who doesn't like dick butts? Right. Really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dick butt, dick butt, dick I'm all flustered now. Butt. I don't know what to talk about now. <laughs> this is why I gave Chris a uh, host. I, I did it for like the first eight episodes. I'm now you can Chris, sit here and snipe me. <laughs> now I'm going to let Chris do it for eight, and then, then it goes to Naki for eight. Okay. What? Wait, I wasn't paying attention again. See, that's, that's your good. problem there. It's going to be fun when it's her turn, isn't it? <laughs> okay, I want to talk about this one next in gaming, and then we can potentially move on to another subject if people want to. I don't know if anyone saw this. It was a story that came out probably a couple weeks ago, and we never talked about it, but a gamer has been playing Civilization II for a decade now and has pretty much destroyed the world is what the tagline was. What? Yeah, it's like, I like didn't realize he played the game. Wars. He has he picked he excuse me he played the same game of Civilization three for ten years and currently the game calendar is three thousand nine hundred ninety one. And in all fairness, it's not like he's been playing twenty four seven. He turns on maybe once a, once or twice a day or once or twice a week. I can't remember exactly. And does a few actions or whatnot. But how bad is it? They say in here there are three enormous empires locked in perpetual nuclear war. <laughs> Somehow for nearly two millennia, thanks to the nukes, the ice caps have melted 20 times, and much of the confusion of the player turned most of the planet into a toxic swamp. Militarily, it's all stalemate as well as nations produce war material while the people starve. <laughs> That's what's happened for him playing for 10 years. And I guess, um, I can't find the article, but they talked to Sid Mears, who does the Civilization games, and he's like, that's really cool. He goes, I'd like to see him do it like Civ Five starting now and come back in 10 years and see if he's done with it. Because they'd yeah. never expected someone to try and extend the game out that far. That's so cool. I've already yeah. got people tweeting at me dick butts. This is fantastic. Success. <laughs> <laughs> Jeanette, I love you. Thank you for tweeting dick butts at me. <laughs> Sorry, I had to cut in with that. <laughs> 
I, I just think that's, at the very least, it's a cool little social experiment to see what's been done over ten yeah. years of gameplay in there. That's awesome. It is. That, that's actually really, really cool. 91, that's probably what this world will be anyway, so... Yeah. All right, then. Um, <laughs> it got really quiet. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping to touch something real quick, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, so you guys want to stick with game, video games, or you want to move on to something else for now? Whatever. Uh, we can go, let's, let's move into movies. Movies, alright then. Well, I haven't had a chance let's, to go to the theater yet. Oh, I, have, I was going to go see Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter yesterday, but I realized the theaters in, tra- in town are doing something extraordinarily dirty that pisses me off. None of the 2D showings of it start until after matinee prices go away. Oh, I was like, you've got to be shitting me. I can go see it in 3D at 1 o'clock, or I can wait until like 5 or 6 and see it in 2D and then pay a non-matinee. Yeah, that's dirty. You're right. I know. Both the theaters in town did it. Hmm. I I have... Should I go into super dick mode for this? I fucking hate 3D. <laughs> Do it. Well, if that's all it is, you can't really go super dick mode. <laughs> <and say laughs> I fucking you hate can't. 3D. Like, <laughs> okay. There's so many Are you calling um, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. This is 40. Making ordinarily normal people cower with fear. Super dick mode. This is this is super dick mode. Okay. Here's the thing with 3D. It's a total cash grab. Nobody actually films in 3D unless it's Avatar. And that movie, I'm sorry, that movie was bullshit. I fucking hate that movie. Because everybody hyped it up for me, and it was just like, everyone was like, it's the greatest movie of all time, and then I finally watch it, and I'm like, this is fucking Pocahontas. This is exactly what this is. Pocahontas, but with blue people. And then, not even that, just that, nobody films in 3D. Everybody takes their movies that they filmed in 2D, and they twist it around so that it looks like that it's 3D. Now, given the fact that I can't see 3D, I really don't want to pay fucking five extra dollars so I can go sit in a movie and be like, look, this really looks shadowy. That's exactly what this looks like right now. So, I just, okay, uh, fuck 3D, fuck everything about 3D. And that's, just, just fuck 3D. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Alright. The way I looked at Avatar is Cowboys and Indians in space. Yeah. That, that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's now, don't get me wrong. Pocahontas, she's completely correct. The, the 3D effects were cool in the movie. I mean, it was the first time I'd really gone and seen the modern 3D movie, so it was cool. But no one else has really been able to replicate the awesome first-time experience you have seeing 3D Avatar, because now you've seen it all before. Yeah. And they also filmed the entire damn movie to make use of 3D cameras, and very few movies have done that. This post-production bullshit is a pure cash grab, and it does not make the experience any better. Isn't that what they're doing with G.I. Joe? With retaliation? Well, that, that's their co- well, there's a conspiracy theory there. Is Yes, they're doing a 3D conversion, but the real theory is they're using it so they can put Channing Tatum back in the movie because the rumor has it in all the screenings they killed him in the first five minutes. That's hilarious. Because he was just in 21 Jump Street, which made box office money. He was in... Um, it, what, it did? What? Yeah, it actually <laughs> did really well. surprised the shit out of me. And what, what was that romantic movie he was in where the girl forgets everything or whatever? The Val. Yeah, and that supposedly made Banks like, oh, we should keep Channing Tatum. He and now he's money. got Magic Mike coming out. Even though he's a fucking yep. terrible actor who was That's a horrible. terrible duke in G.I. Joe. Uh, I didn't actually watch the first G.I. Joe movie. I fell asleep in the first G.I. Joe movie. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. Um... I didn't watch it. Ha ha. 
but I just know that he's going to be in this movie that is coming out called Magic Mike, and he's naked. I'm not going to lie. kind of want to watch it. It's I little... actually I saw it um, oh, okay. for science. There was a uh, an advanced screening, and I think he's kind of derpy. Like, I'm not really into him, but I'm like, for science, I'll see what people think. You know, I mean, he's a good dancer. He looks like he's been beat with the stupid stick. But, I mean, yeah. like, he did the Step Up movies. Right. right. Had a Gladys right. moment there for science. Like I'll, I'll give him that. You know, he's talented, physically dancing. That's exactly all he can do. And that's fine. I could. I, I don't mind just looking at him, but I really wish he'd stop making money off of the fact that I just look at him. Right. But. You're, you're enabling. You're part of the problem, Naki. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so continuing on movies, this one might make people a little happier, is that Paramount has shut down production on Ninja Turtles. Yes! <laughs> now, it, it does not, not mean that the movie is canceled, however. They have set, they've shut down the reboot right now, pushing the December 2013 release date back to May 2014. But they have laid off the pre-production staff for, quote, indefinite work stoppage. Have they fired Michael Bay yet? I do not believe If you so. say his name, he comes back. Stop saying his name, <laughs> God damn it. Don't say it three times. It's like Beetlejuice. <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're not mutants. They're aliens. Fuck oh, you. <laughs> yeah, but right now it has been shut down, and whether it comes back to being made or not, God only knows, because technically Daredevil's been shut... Not Daredevil, uh, Deadpool's been shut down from production, but they keep saying that's going to happen. So... Yeah. I'm going to maintain hope that uh, we will Ryan not be Mano getting Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Yeah. If they do a Deadpool, they need to let Ryan Reynolds do it and let him do it right. I actually think he'd do decent with It that. needs to be rated R if they make a Deadpool movie. It does. There's, uh, uh, nah, nah. I, after the Wolverine Origins movie, like I'm really just fed up with the X-Men movie. I really liked First Class. I will give you that, that I really liked First Class. Fantastic. It's a good movie. I like the Wolverine cameo. Fuck off. <laughs> that was a good cameo. And that was the best thing about, like, I really, I get worried when they do the origin movies because of what they did with Wolverine. Hmm. Like, it was it was so bad. It was so bad. You mean more They're they basically another. shit all over um, all the history of uh, the X-Men books? Yeah, it was, it was just, and the, I don't even know if it was entertaining for people who aren't comic book readers. Like, even my dad, who's not a comic book reader, like, he, I mean, he reads Ghostwriter, but I think that's the extent of his comic book history. And he was just like, this was this was really weird. Like, he, he didn't even like it. So, like, I'm wondering if, like, even non-comic book readers, I don't think even found it that good. Because it was just a bad movie. And they're making another one. And I really wish they would stop. <laughs> like, was it? Like, I can't remember what it's called, but he's going to Japan and he's they're doing the samurai art. It's just Wolverine Origins Two or something like that. I don't think they've given it a. Or no, it's called the Wolverine. I think. Yeah, the Wolverine. They're doing the samurai Wolverine arc, and they're gonna screw that oh up. My it was God. an awesome arc in the comics. I had no idea they were doing that. Wow. Well, it got delayed because of the tsunami. Yeah. That's valid. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's been delayed for over a year and a half now without mm-hmm. doing anything on it. That's part of the reason why they did X-Men First Class. Okay. We got more dick butt tweets, by the way. Good. Right. <laughs> Love it. Love it. But, hey, 
we succeed. The fandom has succeeded a little bit. Ninja Turtles might not be happening, or they yeah. might actually have to make the right one. I don't know. Excellent. That would that would be great. Like I really hope that it dies because. Yeah. Well, I can't say his name because I think if I say his name again, he'll ju- he'll just keep making shitty movies. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, he some of them. Well, <laughs> I'd actually be. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be. I, I. I didn't mind M Night Shyamalan. I wish he would stop emphasizing so much on the twist and never do an Avatar movie again, ever. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that TV show. I don't know what he was thinking with that movie. Yeah. Plus, we got the whole yellow face thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's so a big problem. Did. For those of you who didn't follow that, <laughs> have no idea what I'm talking about. People in that movie are supposed to be Asian, and they mm-hmm. made everybody white. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that bothers me. Being an Asian woman, and I know that nobody believes me when I say that, but I am half Asian. Uh, it's hard enough getting roles. Yeah. Can we not make that even harder? Be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just a quick shout-out to the website racebending.com that has really done... I mean, th- I think that's actually why they started, was because of... Oh, yeah, obviously, with the name. But because of that, they were like, yeah, let's highlight like all these times when you have roles that are written for a specific race, and it would be a really awesome, you know, like positive portrayal of someone in that race, but then we just cast a white person and make it more, you know, commercially sexy or whatever. But, yeah, it's a problem. It's a really big problem. And it's like, it's dishonest to your source material. Like, you know, yeah. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to everybody who's tweeting me dick butts. I fucking love all of you. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, like, since we're talking on the the race issue thing, um, do you remember uh, Hunger Games, all the people that were, like, surprised that Rue was African-American? I'm like, I I didn't read the books, but I I looked at the excerpt, and I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. it it does say that she's African-American. It's a problem. (laughs) They didn't make this up. (laughs) I mean, we sort of touched on this a little bit when Cody was on the show, too, though. Going the other way is when when they cast Michael Clark Duncan as the kingpin, he was freaking awesome. Kingpin he was amazing. Who cares? He was badass as Kingpin. There's, there's so Every much put I've on the race. Though, I think John you need to cast someone because they'd be good for the role. I don't care what color their skin is or anything like that. If, if Michael Clark Duncan makes an awesome Kingpin, you think that? Mm-hmm. Cast him for it. You don't have to cast a big white dude to do it. Exactly. No, I completely agree. The thing that bothered <laughs> yeah. me with Avatar the most was the fact that they actually, ca- when they put out the casting call for it, mm-hmm. they specifically wanted white children. Yes. And that's what bothered me. Yeah. They didn't, you know, fuck what you, and if, if, it, if, if it was a white person that was good at it, you know, and they made a really good movie out of it, that'd be one thing. But they made a shit movie, mm-hmm. and they just cast people because they were white. Right. That's, that's completely different. Yeah. I, I love Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin. He was fucking fantastic. Yeah, he but was I really, badass. I, I, I honestly, I don't care what you look like, as long as you do good a job at it. Mm-hmm. You You're know? right. They were they were pandering of saying like, okay, we're only going to be able to sell this if we cast white people in it. So, all right, let's do this. You know, it's it's, it's just it's dirty. It's dirty to do it that way. Exactly. It is. Exactly. Okay, race card. That is a super dick mode for all of us. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> um, keeping in the movie vein, vein of things, how many of you guys saw Avengers? Uh, Everyone in the world. Okay. Well, that's, that's quite possibly true. There's a rumor going around, and I saw this on a Geek Tyrant, that the Avengers director's cut might be coming to theaters in August. 
i.e. three-hour-long Avengers coming back to the theaters in August, and, which yes, is awesome. going back to the theaters one, in August. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Avengers <laughs> is still playing on multiple screens here. But the reason they say this is happening, and the rumor is, is that the Avengers currently sits in third place as one of the highest-grossing movies of all time, and they're releasing a director's cut to give them the top. So, mm. well, just a guess. With, what do you guys think are the two movies ahead of Avengers, if you had to guess right now? Uh, uh, was it, uh, it's, uh, Avatar and Titanic. something else it's by Titanic. James. Yep. Yeah. Titanic. Yeah. And right now, Avatar is 760.5. Is it million or billion? I think it's million. And then uh, Titanic has 658.6 million, and then Avengers is sitting at 573.7 million. Take that. They could do it. So, well, Titanic just re-released. That's how they got higher again. So if Avengers re-releases with the director's cut, I bet they could at least take out Titanic. Yeah. Oh, they should be able to take out Avatar as, as Avengers was obviously a superior movie. Obviously. Um, they got to go almost 200 million to do that, though, with a re-release. Jean- Jeanette on Twitter, um, Planet Thalia, has said that uh, Avatar is with is dances with wolves, which is uh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah I think that's right. an even better analogy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, completely agree. The fact that it's a director's cut, and if they release the the director's cut in theaters before the DVDs and Blu-rays and whatnot, then they'll they'll probably get a, like a huge turnout again because people want all that extra footage. It's like an hour, yeah. isn't it, almost, of yeah. extra footage? Yeah, I think something like that. But um, Brain fart. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Someone else, go ahead. <laughs> someone compared, uh, I think it was a thing that, like I, think, I, I believe Whedon said, or someone said, who was in production, that the extra footage is almost equivalent to that of the Lord of the Rings movies. <gasps> yeah, I remember hearing something like that. This makes me so happy. And, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the guess is the DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever probably won't come out until around Christmas time because they'll make even more bank by putting it out then. So if you put this out in August, that's not a bad time to do it. The only thing that's going to hurt if you put it out in early August is Dark Knight Rises comes out in late July. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put a re-release of Avengers up against Batman. Yeah. So hopefully they push it towards later in August if they re-release. That would have been an interesting weekend if Avengers and Batman both released originally on the same week. That's a disaster for both studios. Really? They would never do it. Yeah. <laughs> but just, uh, just, who would win that fight? <laughs> um, the movie theaters. <laughs> because I would be in the movie theater for probably 12 hours over the week. I'd see both <laughs> <twice. laughs> yeah. If I had to do one or the other, I'd go see Avengers because I'm, I'm more of a Marvel person. But mm-hmm. Oh, man, but Nolan's Batman's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's really and the only part of the DC universe I care about is it's Batman so and done by Christopher Nolan. Recently. Yeah, yeah. Now they might make Superman good, but mm. um, well, since we talked about Dark Knight Rises, do you guys see the new trailer that came out this week? I've stopped mm-hmm. watching them. Okay. Uh, I, I, I will just say that I went spoiler free on Dark Knight Rises and on and on the Avengers. All I would do is watch the trailers were released by the studios, so I knew mm-hmm. nothing going into Avengers. And I know nothing going into Dark Knight Rises and what was in the trailers. And it was really good. Okay. And I will say the marketing they've been doing has also been really good. Um, let me see if I can pull this screen up. But there's uh, a billboard up in Texas they put up. <gasps> yes, I love this. This billboard is freaking awesome looking. Best I mean, ever. they literally yeah. trashed the billboard to put a bat symbol in there, similar to what they did in the very early teaser trailer where you had the cityscape falling down and everything was torn up and messed up. I mean, how cool is that? That's beautiful. And, and to give them credit, they've always been smart about how they've done their marketing for the, not the Avengers, for the Batman movies, though, because going back to Comic-Con when Dark Knight 
was coming out. They started they, handing out dollar bills yeah. with Joker symbols on them and playing cards that the Joker defaced, and they started having these websites you could try and figure out hints to unlock trailers and things like that. The viral campaign for that has been amazing. They're actually still doing viral campaigning for Prometheus, for those of you who followed that movie at all. They're still doing viral campaigning for it. It's, it's pretty fantastic. Um, but yes, the, the marketing for Dark Knight Rises has been awesome and really hard to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> it's not been as good as it was for the Dark Knight, though. I would argue they did a lot more viral marketing with Dark Knight. Agreed, but they also had Joker, you know, and Joker is, is awesome. fun that you can play with. Bane yeah. isn't exactly the easiest person to play with when right. it comes to that sort of thing. Right. I'm still, I'm, I'm just happy that, um, I'm still, well, I'm, I'm kind of happy and sad with this one. Um, I like I like that they're bringing in Catwoman. I'm still not sure if I'm going to like this Catwoman or not. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm sad that in this trilogy we never got an Enigma. I love Enigma so much. I'm sad. He's good. I'm just glad they're finally doing Bane right. I mean, that Minus is. the fact that Tom Hardy's pretty short. Yeah. I think they're going to do a lot of stuff with uh, camera I'll, tricks like they did in Lord of the Rings. I'll, I'll reiterate that if they do Bane right, they need to break the bat. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I bet they will, based on just what I saw in the first trailer. I'm so excited. It's, yeah, it's really exciting to see how they're going to go. Uh, somebody actually, and this is me trying to run as spoiler free as possible. I really don't watch any sort of marketing for any movies anymore because I feel like everything is getting spoiled like way ahead of time. I agree. And it, yeah, and it's really, really, really annoying, especially like Spider-Man. They're really fucked yeah. up with Spider-Man here. Oh my god! Um, if you don't have cable, it's not hard to, to miss these things. I'm still. Like, I've never seen any Spider-Man. of these things. Um, but it looks like, you know how Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in the uh, Batman movie yep. coming out. There, there's uh, theories running around that he's going to be a Robin. No, that will never happen because Chris Nolan said he would never do Robin in his movies because he envisioned it that when they did Batman Begins, Robin was not even born. Okay. So that would make now Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises takes place eight years after the Dark Knight, so you could have maybe an eight or nine year old Robin, but at the same time, would a kid in Christopher Nolan's Batman world really fit? It's true, and I I completely agree. Um, I really. One of the cons- I, Go ahead. I don't. I was gonna say I don't not like Robin. Um, I really actually enjoy him as a character, as a as a sidekick character. When they when they focus on him, I get a little. Mixed. Nightwing's better. Yes, I, I much prefer Nightwing, and if they brought Nightwing into it, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, the, one of the rumors, well, not rumors. One of the conspiracy theories they tried to throw out is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt would become Batman at some point in the movie. Um, I don't believe I, that, but I don't. I don't believe that at all. Um, I actually, there was a rumor that he would play the new Joker, but obviously it, that didn't come true. But of all people to play the Joker after you know Heath Ledger's passing, he would be the one to do it. That would make yeah. so much sense. Wow. But no one said that once Heath Ledger died, they weren't going to do anything more with the Joker, and right. I, I'm glad he said that and is standing by it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I thought that they, you know, might like try to do the computer renderings and bring in Arkham Asylum and all that stuff. But I was, I was a little worried about that because I mean, then you could bring in Harley Quinn and you can bring in, right. you know. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised stuff. if they make reference to the Joker in some way, but you, I would. Uh, there's no way they'll show the Joker in in this movie. I can't. I just can't see it. I always fear Harley reboots because, well, I I like Harley. Harley Quinn's like another one of those amazing villains that you just have to love. 
Yeah. But, um, I had so much fun writing for her, not going to lie. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't like, I do not like the Arkham City Harley and the Arkham Asylum Harley. I just do not like them. Mm -hmm. um, why does Harley have to wear a fucking miniskirt? Like, I just, no. <laughs> if you, take away, if you take away the costume redesign, would you like Harley, though? In those I, think, I think a lot of my issue with her is the costume. It really okay. is. Because she, Harley wasn't so much of a slut. <laughs> right. The reason I asked you that is because Paul Dini who created Harley Quinn in the uh, cartoon series, actually wrote a lot of the script and a lot of the plot for the Arkham City and Arkham Asylum games. Yeah, I mean, her her voice actor kind of is off in the games. But, in the um, second game, because in the first game they had Arlene Sorkin do it, and then they yeah, were cast, which I was, didn't make sense to me. I was, I was speaking for... Because I've been playing Arkham City recently. Yeah. A little bit. Um, her voice actor is kind of off. But, um, yeah, that's just... I think my biggest issue with it is the costume is like again back to the female gamer. Not every not female characters. Not every female character has to be a slut. <laughs> no, right. But, um, and I think they their, ruined their clothes. Don't exactly make you a slut. Sorry. That, that's well, doesn't have, have to look. Not every female character has to look like a slut. They don't right. have to be thirty or well eighty percent naked. Um, which is which I, mean, I know that that's true. Um, I, I completely so agree. Like, we don't have to highlight the chesticles. They don't need to be highlighted. Like, and also, being a person that browses Reddit a lot, when that when mm -hmm. Arkham Asylum first came out, I got really tired of scrolling through and seeing random pictures of video game Harley's thong. It's like, look, yeah. I saw her thong. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Really? <laughs> There's a lot of pervs on the internet, though. <laughs> uh, have you Google surf, surf anything with the safe surf off? Or say search off. It's <laughs> yeah. awful. Yeah. Pretty much. Kittens have become dirty. That's just sad. Sort of keeping us on the Batman theme, I won't take us too far off, but do you guys listen to any of Kevin Smith's podcasts that he does? Nope. He has a new one he just started, and I started listening at the beginning. It's called Fat Man on Batman, where it's literally like a two-hour show. The first show, he had Paul Dini on for two hours, and they talked about the process behind actually getting on the Batman the animated series, writing it, and the shows he liked. The second two episodes, he had Mark Hamill on, talking about yeah, the Joker, which, and it was fucking awesome. Huh. I mean, Mark because Hamill Mark just Hamill owns that character. He does, and I really hope that they do the killing joke. I really yeah, do. Mar that, and why you say that is because Mark Hamill has said he will come back to do the Joker again if they do the killing joke. He's not, he, otherwise, he's pretty much retired from the role. It has to be a really sense. good thing. Go but, out on a high note is what he said, is why he wanted to stop. I wonder if they ever would do the killing joke, though, considering the intensity of it. It would have to be a direct-to-DVD movie, I guess, and there's a and lot of... super rated R. <laughs> there's a lot of fans behind it that are petitioning. I mean, there's tons of internet petitions, of course, there are, but... Are they petitioning Congress? That's what matters No, they're petitioning here. DC. <laughs> change the... Congress, we'd like you to change the ending of Mass Effect. <laughs> that is the big oh, question, is if it... If they're if they are if they are petitioning Congress, obviously it'll get made. Since we mentioned that, do you guys know that um, EA actually let go before Mass Effect Three? They actually let go the head writer for the Mass Effect chain, like the dude who wrote all of the Mass Effect storyline. They actually no, fired he, him. They didn't let him go. He went on to go write books. He wanted to do that. He oh. left voluntarily, and he was only the head writer on two, one and two. He'd pretty much moved over to creative consultant, was my understanding, on the third one. Oh. The article but, I had read said that they uh, they forced him out. 
Well, that could be how people are reading into it. I don't know. The way I'd heard it was he wanted to go on to just writing books. Because what was his name? Like Drew Capsation or something like that? I don't know. It's a weird-ass name, I'll tell you that. Yeah, because he, he's actually been writing their tie-in novels and stuff. Like, they did the, the Knights of the Republic stuff. He wrote that, the games. He actually wrote the book that was supposed to, to be the bridge between KOTOR and the Old Republic. Uh. And they published that. So, I as much as I love to hate on EA and to vilify them, I think this one might be... The guy legitimately wanted to go do something else. We shall see, sir. And I do dislike EA. <laughs> <laughs> I was so angry. So angry. Oh, I'm saving all my anger right now. All right, we're, I'm we're waiting for your now, super Chris. dick mode here. Oh, we'll get to it. When we get to comics, if we get to there, I will have well, something there. We can. We got time. Why don't we do comics now? I mean, have we okay. got anything big else in movies? Um... I was going to go into the rumored next Marvel movies, if you guys right. want oh, to do that. Yeah. Can, can well, we do that, that real could, quick? We could tie okay. that into uh, comics, too. So yeah, that's a nice that. bridge okay. over. Yeah. Is the, uh, the rumor is the next Marvel movies, of course, Iron Man 3, Thor 2, and Captain America 2. But a report on the Latino Review said that the uh, first standalone movie that will come after Captain America 2 will be the Black Panther movie. No. Hmm. <laughs> Add a hey. No. <laughs> the Black Panther was never a popular enough character to see them supporting a movie. I mean, I, the Black Panther was a good character, but I don't think they'll get the movie support. Not to mention, um, and this is wrong of people, but everyone will think that it's a racist movie hmm. because of the Black Panther title. Yeah, yeah, yeah for those who are non-comic book readers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I can see where that comes so from. I remember when I first told one of my friends about Black Panther, I'm like, are you talking about the uh, the organization? I'm like, no, the character. What character? And it took me like ten minutes to explain to him this character. I had to go buy a comic book and show it to him. Like, <laughs> I, I was actually kind of excited because they were talking about an Ant-Man movie, and I think that would be fantastic. But that one has been thrown around. The other two that were rumored, and nothing has ever, it's just been speculation, was the Guardians of the Galaxy, which most people wouldn't know, and uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange would actually, I think, would I, I think that would actually be a good movie yeah. to throw out there. Marvel has gotten, and we talked about this a little bit last week, where Marvel is actually good at branding who their characters are, and whereas the problem that you'd run into is like the same thing with Black Panther. You know, people don't exactly know who they are. They know Spider Man. They know they know Captain America. They know Thor. They know you know they know that sort of thing. They don't know. Once you get, because those are those are face, you know, those are the ones that everybody knows. But right. you start delving deeper into the Marvel universe, you're going to start seeing, you know, Black Panther. You're going to start seeing the 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 different teams that are in the Marvel universe, not just the X Men. I guess if they did it right, they like they they introduced him in another bigger characters and then spun off of that. Kind of like how there's a lot of rumors that they're going to work on a. Um, Oh God, the name escapes me. Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow. Black Widow. Mm -hmm. There's been a, ru a lot of rumors that she's actually going to get a movie of her own. Right. And I'd miss this point, but um, I guess they're talking about the Black Panther one here too. They say there's clues in the movies. He goes, if you look in Iron Man two, they show Wakanda on one of the maps near the end when they're when uh, Tony's meeting with Nick Fury and they have all the maps up on the wall, plotting where all the heroes are. Wakanda's shown. And they make it a point of saying that Captain America's shield is made of vibranium, which is the big, huge metal that comes from Wakanda that makes them so powerful. 
mm-hmm. in the world politics or the world stage in the Marvel universe. Right. But well, they, Marvel, they kind of the did same, stuff like that with X-Men. Exactly. And what I was going to say is Marvel's been very good about hinting at all sorts of things in all their movies. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily make it the gospel truth that that means Black Panther's coming, but they're laying groundwork so if they wanted to bring him at some point, they could. Or it's just a nod to the fans, who knows. You know, I think a lot of what they do is a nod to the fans who are, you know, avid comic book readers, and I love that. I love that about Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the ones that I I can't stand, like certain X-Men movies. Like, it's it's always been nice to be, like, one of those people sitting in the audience and know what they're talking about. Like, so even if they don't make that movie, we still know that it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they try and bring Black Panther in one of the other movies. They try and do some kind of origin or something like that, or time in, so that he could make an appearance in the next Avengers. I don't know. But I think they also need to be careful at the same time that they don't oversaturate the characters well, and they, have too you, many of them out there. You also run into the issue of Avengers can be so broad, and I don't want an origin movie for every single Marvel character. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Some of them I do have interesting origin stories, but I I don't want to pay my money that many times. It's not a shut up and take my money type situation. No, it's not. But I would like an Ant-Man movie because I enjoy Ant-Man. That would be awesome. <laughs> All so, right. Comics? Let's do comics. Okay. Let's do one good one before I have to potentially go off on... <laughs> <laughs> Um, did any of you guys watch the Smallville TV series when that was on the air? No. Well, it ended at season 10, but what they've done, which is pretty cool actually, is they've made season 11, for lack of a better term, as a digital comic that they've released weekly as a 99-cent comic. And what they're finally doing that people have been asking for is that Batman is coming to the Smallville universe. Oh. Oh. Hmm. So Batman well, is going to be in upcoming. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be in upcoming issues of uh, Smallville season eleven, which you can either get digitally or you can wait until they put out four issues digitally and then they print them and sell them at your local yeah, local comic book store. And um, why I really like Smallville season eleven is Brian Q. Miller is writing it, and he was writing Batgirl before the New Fifty Two, and he wrote an awesome run on Batgirl, and I think he's a really good writer, and he's done a great job with Smallville when he was writing episodes of the TV show, and it's carried over to the comic. It's been a lot of fun. But uh, what was interesting is they've definitely changed the look of Batman a little bit. I'll see if I can pop open the screen here and share it. Now, does the bat... You're you're obviously in the Smallville universe, whereas I've never actually paid that much of attention to it, and I really want to. Now, does Batman be becoming part of Smallville? Does that make sense with the the storyline that's going on? Uh, more of what they're doing is he's out there tracking something that, is, that happens and he comes out to Metropolis, and it's not going to be him permanently there, but he makes a trip out there to deal with something, is my understanding. Okay. It's, go- it's just going to be an arc of it. It's and what's, Yeah. What's really interesting to me is he's taken his, uh, his character, uh, Stephanie Brown, who was Batgirl in his book, Batgirl, before it was rebooted, mm-hmm. and he has brought her in in Smallville, and she'll not be Batgirl or Robin like she was at one point. She'll be Nightwing. Oh, that's actually pretty badass. So they're putting <laughs> someone else into the role of Nightwing. I, I really enjoy Nightwing, but to see somebody else in it would actually be kind of cool. It's an interesting twist, that's for sure. And uh, like, I really wished when they did uh, the whole Dick Grayson as Batman, they'd put someone else as Nightwing for a while, too. But yeah. 
that never happened. The side note on my part. Definitely important to remember for this that uh, Batman never trusted Superman and is right. probably going out there as a lot of recon to see because he's probably, at this point, you know, stories and whatnot spread, and he'd probably find out about this amazing superhuman. And he needs to know what the fuck's going on so that he can kick his right. ass. Well, the way they did it in the TV series when they ended it is basically he showed himself to the world as he pushed apo- the planet Apocalypse away from Earth and everyone saw him in the Superman costume. So before that, there was this hero called the Blur that was basically Clark Kent. And then he became hmm. Superman one day and has kind of just taken the role. It took them ten years to get him in the Superman costume, though, which was crazy. <laughs> I fully admit... Smallville had its flaws, but it was a lot of fun for me. I, I knew, A lot of people told me that I need to skip the first season with Smallville. You could probably skip the first four seasons mm-hmm. on Smallville. Because that's back when it was still in its teenage drama period where they tried to be more like a Dawson's Creek with superheroes. Yeah, that's uh, why I never watched it. it. It became much more of a superhero show when you get around season six and seven because mm-hmm. there were new showrunners that came on, I think, in season seven. And they started bringing in, like, the Green Arrow and Cyborg and Impulse. It was really cool. I, I, I know that uh, Bizarro was on at one time, wasn't he? Bizarro no. was on a few times, actually. I love Bizarro. And I, oh. Sorry, don't mind me. <laughs> Bizarro and best there is. <laughs> but I think, I think that was kind of the problem with Smallville and why I never got into it was because it took that long to get in to get into the Superman story. Right. They, they took too long on it. And I, I like this trend that's developing now, though, with shows end and people still want them, but so they make comics. Like, they've done exactly. it with Jericho after it got canceled. They did it with Buffy. They're up to yep. season nine of Buffy now. They're doing it with Smallville. Um, awesome. Is, now, Jericho is huge on Netflix. Like, right. I, was, I, I was looking at this, and you can actually, like, look at all the... Uh, what the big popular shows are, and Jericho is huge, mm-hmm. and I was not aware that that how much of a fandom there was behind Jericho. I was, yeah. I just, I just didn't know. Never even I, heard of it. I've got friends they, who don't even like comic books, and they found out there was a Jericho comic book. Like, oh, I got to go get the comic now because they mm-hmm. liked it so much. And that was one of the first fan, mo- well, one of the more recent fan, excuse me, what restarted the fan movements to try and save shows. Because I guess when season one came out, they left it on a cliffhanger, and it was going to get canceled, and they end the show with something bad's going to happen, the character goes, aw, nuts. And CBS said, well, we're canceling it. So all the fans, to show their support, mailed nuts to CBS, like cans of nuts. Yeah, I I had heard about that. It was nuts, and there was something else. It wasn't just nuts. It was was another thing. It's like when Angel got canceled, there were a bunch of people who went and did blood drives for Angel, and they've done all sorts of things, (laughs) but that was... Those are some of the first ones that restarted this movement of, oh, my show's getting canceled. The hell with this. I'm going to do something. Like you've yeah. seen with Community for the last two years. Right. They've done things to keep it going. Or they saw, or you saw with Chuck when they tried to cancel it twice. Mm-hmm. Now, Chuck just the, finished, right? Chuck is did. done. Yeah. Okay. Literally, the fans went and went to Subway and bought sandwiches and plugged Chuck, and that's how Subway became a sponsor for Chuck. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, and I love that. I love that people do that. But I, I, I love that people are passionate about their about mm-hmm. what they're watching. Like people yeah. really want to see community. Like I think this will be the last. They're, they've said that this is the yeah. last season. Of Especially community. if Dan Harmon's gone. Yeah, Dan Harmon's no longer in it. Like people really want this. And I, the last episode that they did with Community was could have been the series finale, and I would have been okay. It with was it. designed that mm-hmm. way, I think. Yeah. And. So I'm, I'm curious as to what they're going to bring next year without Dan Harmon, too. Yeah, I think what a lot of people tend to forget, though, is one of the very first fan movements to save a show from cancellation was the original Star Trek. 
back yeah. in the 60s. Like, after season two, it was going to get canceled, and it was doing badly, and there was this huge letter-writing campaign that took place, I mean, before the internet, before viral marketing, before all those easy ways to do it, with fans writing in, asking NBC to save Star Trek. I never knew that. Yeah, I, it, it's, it's a nice little trivia piece to know. I like my Star Trek shows, so... <laughs> Awesome. I think it, uh, there there's shows out there that I, I wish were saved, but at the same time, like if you, you kind of have to wonder if and and I'm just using Firefly as the example, but I'm not saying that this is how I feel about it. If Firefly kept going and you know Joss Whedon was given the rights to continue on with it, well, obviously he's continued on with it through comics and stuff like that. But I mean, if it did continue on, would it still be the phenomenon it is now? I think a lot of its momentum comes from the hate that people have for it getting canceled. But at the same time, most of Joss Whedon's TV shows kind of live on forever. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like, I can rewatch Buffy, like, any time. Yeah. And, and, and I do. I go through marathons of just sitting and rewatching Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, that's a female character. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Who is strong and not... <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad they canceled the Buffy reboot that was going to happen without oh, Joss Whedon. Man. Oh, the, it that. did get. I didn't. It did get canceled. It's gotten canceled now. I remember when that got announced. I went to. Uh, I went out to Wizard World in Philly. I think it was in 2009. And one of the panels Emma Caulfield was at. And like the first thing someone asked was about that. And she goes, "Is it wrong of me to say I want it to fail?" We're going to cast like Kim Kardashian as Buffy or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Everything about the Kardashians and the Hiltons and all them. They just make me hate humanity. Why are they famous? They don't do anything. Paris Hilton as Buffy. Oh, God. <laughs> if, if anyone listening has some Photoshop skill, please, please make that for us. <laughs> no, don't. So, don't make yes, that for us. Yes, because I'm going to use to taunt these guys with. <laughs> or I'll make it the cover image for the next audio podcast or something. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Uh, That's the awful. Anyways, okay. Anyways, go back. Go. What? What? They at least okay. They at least did something. You know, growing up, and now they have a clothing line that's actually fairly successful. They at least do some. One of them is, one of them is sleeping with a sixty-year-old guy. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Miley Cyrus is engaged now, guys. I just found that out. Like, don't you feel old? Yep. All my friends are getting married. I'm just getting awesome. To quote <laughs> Barney Stinson. <laughs> uh, yeah, no rush. No rush on this exactly. girl right here. All right, this next one is the one that I'm probably going to be calling it on. Have you guys heard of the new miniseries that Marvel has started called Spider-Men? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I really no. want the super dick mode to happen. I really okay. want this to happen. <laughs> okay. Spider-Men. Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, go. I'm calling it right here. Making ordinarily normal people cower with fear. Super Dick Mode. This series, this series, they're making the ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales, meet the Spider-Man from the 616 universe, Peter Parker. If you go and look at interviews from four or five years ago, Interviews at Marvel, they said, if we ever do a crossover between the Ultimate Universe and the regular universe, we've officially run out of ideas. Marvel, you're the house of fucking ideas. Don't do this. It's stupid. It's a blatant cash grab. (laughs) The first issue is all about Peter Parker, and you're waiting, when are they finally going to meet each other? It's the last fucking panel of the book, and you pay $4 for it. (laughs) 
Spider-Man, come on. You guys point blank said that if we ever do this, we're out of ideas. You're obviously out of ideas. You're looking for a cash grab. This is stupid. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. I like it. So wait, this actually is already in print? This issue one is out right now. Okay. Spider-Man. I'd say I'd go and buy it, but then I yeah, I'm supporting the cause and I don't want to support the cause. <laughs> I did not buy it. I saw a review copy of it and I leafed through it at, a at the grocery store actually when I saw it. And when it was first you announced, a in a grocery store? You can in some of them. When it was first announced, all they showed on it was just a cover with two Spider-Man outlines and I thought, okay, maybe they're taking the Ultimate Universe and they're bringing Peter Parker back to life so you're going to have both Peter and Miles there cuz in Ultimate Spider-Man Peter Parker's been dead for over a year. Which, it actually paid off pretty well. I kind of like the Miles Morales character, but it's not quite the same without Peter Parker. Donald Glover for Spider-Man! That's yeah. actually what they said was their inspiration for who they, for changing Spider-Man to being half black, half Latino. It was because Donald Glover pushed so hard for it. Like, hey, this could happen. But yeah. in typical comic book fashion, like both DC and Marvel have done, they hyped the everything shit out of it. Because like, hey, look, everyone, we're doing something good. Just like DC did with turning Green Lantern gay, just like Marvel started to do with North Star's wedding, they overhyped the hell out of it when it shouldn't well, be a big deal. It all comes back to North they Star, should tell cool. a fucking good story and not worry about all these press events get temporary bumps in sales. Agreed. And, True. And it's it's just one of those things. Like I I enjoy Miles Morales. You know, I think that they've written him really well. You know, and I couldn't believe it how many people were just like, he's black, kill him. You know? Yeah. I will say, though, that uh, DC fucked up the Green Lantern. It's like, um, he's going to be gay, but we're never going to talk about it or do anything with it. We're just going to tell you that he's gay. Well, right. I haven't read the first issue, but I guess from what I'm told is that they, they share an on-screen kiss or whatever and all that. Mm -hmm. But I guess his Green Lantern's uh, boyfriend or whatever is on a train that explodes at the end of the issue. Yeah, because... They're just yeah. making him gay for money. I mean, so they basically made him gay for an issue. They killed him off, and it'll probably never get talked about again. Yeah, he's, and he's, that's me being he's gay for pay. That's what it is. Well, they, they, is. they did exactly what we said that they were going to do. They're going to announce it. They're going to get their cash bump, and then they're not going to do anything with it. And you know what? I, I, I don't mind. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say it's like. I don't mind that he's gay. I don't care that he's gay. I honestly, it doesn't. As long as you write a good story, I don't fucking care. Um, I think that's exactly what I've said. <laughs> but I think that they they put so much emphasis on the gay thing, on the on the race card, on everything. If you don't, if if it's a good story, what does it fucking matter? And I mean, at that point, that's when it really becomes like tokenism, which is what you don't want. Of just like, look, we made a gay character. We're not really gonna do anything with it, but we did it. Are you proud of us? Give us money, you know? Like, and yeah. I think the problem they're gonna run into with keeping trying to do these big events to try and get coverage, and they retool stories to do it is all your fans who have been reading for years. Those are the ones that keep buying the comic books. You're eventually gonna turn them off because they're like, look, I'm tired of what you guys keep doing. You do a you do a super event, and then you basically retcon it later. You just ignore it. And all it does is make a bunch of non-comic people buy it. They get a temporary surge, and then once they stop, you're back to me, the regular comic buyer, buying my books. That's not you don't entirely want to lose my correct with, with North Star, though. North Star has been gay since 1995. I agree. Mm -hmm. And I don't have an issue with the North Star one. I just they, Once DC announced Green Lantern was, gonna, was going to be gay, they started overhyping that one a little bit too much because yeah. they didn't really hype the early crap out of that when they first announced that they were getting married. But then it became kind of a hype war between them and DC, it seemed like. 
Yeah. And I will give them credit. They didn't really go too far with it, but DC just fell all over themselves to try and make it a big deal that they turned Green Lantern gay. But Earth <laughs> 2 Green DC, Lantern though. that nobody gives a shit about to begin with. I, it's, it's not like we, they turned Hal Jordan gay. Right. We had talked about this with, with Trin when she was on a few weeks ago, that they could have kept it as Green Lantern's son is still gay, too. Like, they didn't have to retcon his family. Well, they retconned them out of existence, though. Exactly, and they really didn't have to do that. They well, that was because the new 52, though, not because of this one. I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like because of how shady they've been with the new 52, they probably could have kept it. Yeah, the new 50... The new 52 annoys the piss out of me. Because it, it's like they have three different continuities going on, because everything that was going on in Green Lantern basically stayed the same. Most of what was going on in Batman stayed the same, and then they rebooted everything else, but somehow trying to make those three timelines mesh. Right, and that's that's what I'm saying. Is like They kept the Green Lantern timeline the same, so they really could have kept his family in there. Right, and what I don't understand, like I'll use this one as an example. They kept Green Lantern the same, things like Blackest Night happened, but... They rebooted Superman, who was a Black Lantern, because he had died. So is that still canon, that Superman was a Black Lantern in Blackest Night? Because we don't know if he's died now, because they rebooted all that crap. And they never really touch upon it, so we don't know. And it's, it's, it's kind of annoying. It's the same thing they did when they got rid of Spider-Man's marriage. They basically said, oh, it's magic. That explains everything. We don't have to do anything. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's, a, the green magic. it's the green magic. It's fucking <laughs> space magic. We don't have to explain anything. And it annoys the crap out of me, sloppy storytelling. Sorry, I got a little impassioned there. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I like good stories. That's why I loved Bioware for so long and why I'm so hesitant now that I'm afraid they're going to hurt me again. <laughs> <laughs> I also, um, I looked up a little bit on that, by the way. When they're, when they're off, when that dude left, he stated that uh, the reason he left was because he, he felt Dragon Age 2 and... Um, Mass Effect 3 showed that the company could survive without him. I actually believe that those two things show that the company cannot survive without him. <laughs> but anyways... I haven't played it, but most people say it's not very good. And Mass Effect 3, I will give them credit, I love everything but the last ten minutes. Mm. Well, okay, well, we're going to slightly go back into the gaming issue again. Um, the DLC comes out, doesn't it? comes out on Tuesday, the free extended cut DLC. It is 1.9 gigs is what it'll clock in at. It comes out on PC, PlayStation 3, and Xbox then. If you're in Europe on a PlayStation, you have to wait like three months, I think it said. But Damn. it's good they're finally doing that, but here's the problem. If you've already beaten the game and you're unhappy, they say you have to go back to a save point at a certain point in the game that for me is about three and a half, four hours before I actually beat the game to do it. Mm. Because if you've played it, you do an attack on a Cerberus space, uh, space station to go after the elusive man, and that's as much as I'm going to say without getting into spoilers, and then from there you're locked into having to finish the game. So if you want to see the extended cut ending, you have to go back to a save game right before you do that attack on the Cerberus station. Now, so I'm going to have to replay about four hours of game time to see this ending now. Just start over. Start I was going to say, how many people are just going to start over? I mean, I could actually see people just starting over and making different decisions so they can get a different ending and, well, you know... But they've already said that this extended cut is not going to change the ending. It's just going to provide more clarity and resolution on the things that happened. So okay. it's not like my shepherd's actions are magically going to change at the end. I'm still locked into my three choices they give you. Mm -hmm. But okay, they so will show the repercussions of shepherd's decisions, is my understanding. And they've already confirmed that uh, Mark Muir, who's the voice of male Shep, is back. And it has not been officially confirmed that Jennifer Hale will be back as female Shepard. But, but okay. if they're doing male Shep, they have to have her. 
Well, my my thought my my question is then, if you, sorry, um, if you get this DLC and you and you replay the ending, is, is it still going to be like the three different endings means the three different repercussions, or is it going to be, you know, is is it just going to be one general thing that? That's what we don't know. Okay. Uh, we don't know how it's going to go to explain things. I mean. Is it alright if I talk the end of the game a little bit? Is anyone going to have a problem with that? I already know the ending I, of the game. Um, I, I am crippled by spoiler fear. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you can speak very vaguely, maybe? Okay. I don't know if that's possible. It was already spoiled for me, so I already know what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm way behind the... Yeah. No, no, it's fine. I don't know how to get into it, then. Let's, let's just leave okay. it at that. The three decisions you kind of get locked into... My understanding is all this does is give you more information about what happens post-game, right. about why certain characters ended up in this situation, why certain mm -hmm. characters that might have been in your party are magically somewhere else at the end of the game that was never mm -hmm. explained. Okay. And I want that clarification. That was I fully admit when the game ended, I didn't like the ending, but the thing that bothered me the most was just the the vagueness of everything at the end. Yeah. Where I was but you like, didn't petition Congress, and that's what matters. I did not, but I did my part by ranting and raving about it on the internet like a typical internet troll. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I understand the anger towards the ending, because, I, like I said, it was already spoiled for me. So, I, I understand. I don't know if people should be, like, the DLC is free, right? The DLC is free to everyone who's bought the game, and my understanding is it'll remain free for, like, a year. Okay, so I, I, if it's a free DLC that'll that'll help explain things, I think people should be more excited for it than what they are. Like, I've read some very interesting things on how, you know, this is just the cop-out because so many people were unhappy. And that's kind of like, well, what do you, you, wanna, you want to keep people happy, so mm. why is this a bad thing? I don't understand. It's a valid response, I think. It's it's a it's a way to explain things, and like I said, like I've read because I was spoiled and all that stuff. Um, I think it'll make an interesting. I, I want to see the people's reactions from it from there now, because yeah. now that now that it's going to be explained more. Mm -hmm. One, I agree. The question is, oh, sorry, go ahead. Coming from EA and well, EA. I'm really surprised that this is free and not like $35. You know the reason it's free? Because so many people were pissed off. There was yeah. so much outrage on the internet about it that they really had no choice to try and keep fan goodwill because there are already Mass Effect fans who are pissed off that Dragon Age 2 really wasn't that good and from mm. my understanding kind of left you hanging on some things. And there was mm. all this hype that had gone into Mass Effect 3. EA had to do something to keep the fans happy because there were many people who had I mean, granted, they can easily say this. So they were swearing it off and would never buy another game again. Now, granted, when the next one came out, it looked awesome. They probably would. But this was just a PR move. They had to Definitely. do it. I mean, in all the DLC for Mass Effect 3 now, minus the, uh, the Day Zero stuff, has been free. And I think a lot of that is goodwill. So what I'm wondering is if you just happen to not have that save point, you know, from four hours ago, like, is, is that... They're basically saying you have to have saved at a certain point in order for this to even take. Right. right? And how many correct. people are going to have that? I don't know. I'm one of those that save obsessively. So okay. I have it, but 
my hope was when this came out, it would be one of those things that you could say, okay, here's my save game at the very end, like because you save when you beat the game, because mm-hmm. you can continue to play if you want. My hope was you could go from there, see what ending you got, and play the extended cut DLC for you. Yeah. But from what it read in the FAQ I read on the Bioware forums, you have to go back to a point that for me was four hours before I beat the game. Yeah. Which yeah, that's is, what I could see people getting upset about. I'm not upset, but it's more, man, if I want to see what all three different endings, how they changed the extended cut DLC, I've got a lot of work. And realistically, yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to play my ending, and then I'm going to go on YouTube and watch the other two endings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I do because for every game with multiple endings. I, I don't have the time to go and play 12 hours of Mass Effect 3 again as much as mm-hmm. I love the game. Yeah. Are you still on, are you still on the first Mass Effect 2? Yeah. Or- Okay, because Carlin, yeah. Carlin and I have... This we have is how we bonded. <laughs> yeah. This is how we bonded, is that we have the same OCD, and mm-hmm. we both need to play the ga- all the games. Well, yeah. I will Which say... he's much further than I am in Mass Effect 1, because I just can't get given up completely. Mass I have not given up completely. Mass Effect 1 is kind of boring compared to the other two. I will fully admit that, because yeah. it's, it's very different. But the story points that you get out of that really do make a difference in Mass Effect 2. Now, some mm-hmm. of those changes kind of get glossed over in Mass Effect 3 at times because it's really hard to put that many story points to make yeah. them all do something different. But they do at least throw away lines to mention things you might have done in Mass Effect 1. You're like, holy shit, I forgot I did that. Okay. And for me, I'd really forgotten because I hadn't. I beat Mass Effect 1 in like 2007, 2008, and then I hadn't really played it again. Yeah. Yeah, I think I started playing it, and then I was really, really bored because I couldn't get out of the Citadel, and I was like, no, and I put it down for five years, and now I'm trying again. The long elevator rides. Exactly. exactly. They they actually make jokes about that in Mass Effect 2 when when they do, like, a quick (laughs) scene, or you've got, like, Garrus and Tally in your party, and Garrus will say something to the effect of, man, I miss those long elevator rides where you tell us all your backstory, Tally, and she's like, I have a shotgun. Like, okay, maybe I don't. <laughs> so they they make jokes about it. They're so self-referential on that. Mm-hmm. And the, that's pretty funny. Like I, I'm really glad that they do stuff like that, and they realize, oh God, what did we do? Right. But it's for those of us who are going through the full series and just trying to get through it. It's just awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and when I played Mass Effect One in 2007. Like, that kind of gameplay and story was, like, brand new for something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, everyone does stuff better than that now, you could argue. Right. So well, no, Back you, then it was awesome. Now you're like, oh, this sucks. And and you do have to take time into effect. Like, because, you know, it, when it came out, it was big. And that's the same mm-hmm. thing, you know, facing any series that you start over brand new. Like, the first Gears of War game is pretty meh until you get to Gears 3, where it's fantastic. Because you got you finally get the good multiplayer. You finally get all that stuff. Yeah, I'll be honest. Gears Gears 1, I got bored during. I just like the gameplay. Right. Love Gears. Yeah, Gears fan. Yeah, right here. Um, By the way, super excited for, uh, speaking of sequels that are coming out, (laughs) we got Gears of War Judgment next year, and we got Borderlands 2 coming out. Yeah. What about Gears getting sold? uh, Or, well, not Gears, but the company being sold. What do you feel about that? Here. Here. It's not a full sell. They only sold 40% of themselves to Tencent, Tencent, which is a Chinese company now. They do a lot of online stuff, basically. So it's uh, interesting to see what's going to happen from this. I think what actually came from this is uh, Tencent uses the Unreal Engine like mad. Like, they love that thing. I actually think they bought into the company so that they can get the Unreal Engine for free. <laughs> I think that's really Which actually what totally is. completely makes sense. Right. And uh, that completely broken up about it. You know, it might mean more interesting multiplayer, honestly. 
and not to say that the Gears multiplayer isn't fantastic, because it actually is a lot of fun. Um, I don't play it. I don't play it often because I suck. So, <laughs> and I'm fully aware that I, I am awful. So unless I have a team with me, I don't. I don't generally play multiplayer. Um, but it's it, the multiplayer is just fun as it is. So if you can expand on that multiplayer, make it even better. Fine. I don't. Yeah. I don't mind. Or power Tencent can probably do it. Um, I mean, they are. I mean, they mostly do. Uh, like net browser-based stuff um, and uh, a little bit of Unreal stuff. But if but, they have um, like a 40% of the company, that's not a controlling interest. So, I mean, what is their involvement thing. going to be? Did it say anything? Are they just going to be, they want a stake in the company, or there's are they actually involved in things? There's not a lot of information out on it now, just that they okay. bought 40% of the company. Mm-hmm. I mean, that 40% is still a huge chunk, and they can easily sway a decision one way or right. the other. Um I got a tweet here correcting something I said, and I should fix that. Northstar actually was gay prior to 95. He was actually gay prior to the, re- the repeal of the comic code. They just couldn't say it. It was just heavily implied. Right. I saw the same one there, too. And so I thought I should correct, correct myself. So, yeah. A lot of tweets that I just have not responded to. Um, <laughs> Mike, I see. I, yes, there's a, there's a lot of dick butt tweets going on here. I fucking love it. Thank you, guys. This is fantastic. I love it. So you're saying you fucking um, love dick butts. I fucking love dick butts. That's what I'm saying right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, Mike, who has tweeted at me like nine million times, thank you for tweeting at me dick butts so many times. <laughs> um, Miguel, uh, love it. Uh, so we got Hi, Cody. Miguel. Yeah, Miguel's watching. Hi, Miguel. We got Paul who has, he said he'll jump on this dick butt, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Dear. Guys, I love this. I really do. Can we, can we just make sure dick butts is in every single episode? <laughs> I love live streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please keep tweeting at me, dick butts, guys. I really, I this is just fantastic to me. <laughs> well, we've got a, we started about 15 minutes late, so we've got about 15 minutes left to show if you guys want to do it. That's I'm good. That's fine. Yeah, okay. Everyone else has time. Um, kind of what I wanted to go into with the last 15 minutes is we had, like we said at the beginning of the show, we got a couple bits we wanted to try. Uh, one of which we'll just start right now. Um, for lack of a better term, what we're calling is what I'm into, where we just give everyone a chance to say what it is they've been either gaming, reading, watching this week so that we can pass along things that we've enjoyed. Maybe you get an idea of what would be a good comic for you to go read, a good game for you to pick up, something like that. So let's uh, kick off with uh, the dick butt extraordinaire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I I haven't been gaming much this week because I've started a a new job and just not home as much. Um, But yay, job, money, money is good. But I have had more time to read, and for those of you who don't know, I am an avid reader, and I devour probably two, two to four books a week, depending on, uh, depending on how much time I have. And right now, uh, I read this book when it first came out. It's called Ready Player One, and I'm rereading it now because it's absolutely fantastic. I've um, heard it's by, very good. It's by Ernest Klein. I definitely recommend it to everybody because it's just, um, it's a gamer book. It's definitely, a, especially if you like 80s pop culture. And video games, this you'll you'll love this book. Two thousand, yeah, right. You know, um, other than that, I have been reading this uh, this 
little, it's a very short series called Possessions, which is about a little girl who gets possessed by demons. And it, it's a web, it, it's not a web series, it's a, it's a comic book and uh, graphic novel, sorry, that is just absolutely hysterical. Like this demon just like, the, the only person who knows about the demon is her butler. And it, it's, it's just, <laughs> it's so funny. And I, I really, I, that's one I have to recommend. Unfortunately, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know who the, the, uh, the author is. But it was recommended to me from Brian from Evil Squirrel Comics uh, had given it to me. And I, I really, I can't recommend that one enough. That's me. I need to read that one. It's been highly recommended a few times. I have it as listed in my wish list items for my Kindle. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because I've been reading some other stuff. But, uh, but. If you're talking about Ready Player One? Yeah. That one needs to be bumped up because it's seriously like, uh, and just knowing your personality from this, uh, gaming, 80s pop culture, and you know you got this whole twist thing going on with with the government, and oh my god, it's just you you have to read this. It's, it's okay. just fantastic. Uh, let's kick over. Who next? Let's pick on a uh, Carlin next. You're up. Okay, so um, I, I'm actually using it right now. I just got the Samsung Galaxy S3, so um, I'm jealous. Was, yeah, it's beautiful, and I can't stop touching it. But before <laughs> <laughs> this, I had touch like, it, a touch it, touch it, touch it. So, um, like the concept of mobile gaming is something I've never been able to do until literally two days ago. So I just started downloading apps that like everyone has known about forever. Um, Be it's like oh, um, just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. There is a Minecraft app. What? <laughs> Okay, I thought that was iOS online, or is Android? No, no, I have nope, it on. It's Android too. Uh, I have it on Android. Just throwing that out there for you. We might have another Minecraft addict. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is basically an open call for all the games that you've been playing on mobile devices that, you know, maybe they're super old. Tell me about them because I want to play them all because I haven't been able to yet. Um, I suggest Plants vs Zombies just off the top oh, of my yeah. head. Excellent, Plants vs Zombies. Oh god, right. that game. But yeah, so so that's what I'm um, definitely getting into. Also, as far as like what I am playing, you know, always into the humble indie bundles. I get all of them and download all the games and then eventually play them. But I'm like 30 games behind at this point because it's just like an obsession. Like I, <laughs> I buy more games than I have time to play. Realistically. I have a link for you. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many more bundles out there that are amazing. Like right now, there's a bundle out called the Be Mine bundle. Mm. It's got freaking. It's got uh, Odd World in it. Nice. <laughs> uh, one and two. That's cool. Um, Very cool. But there's a place you can go to. Um, but like, I'll throw it in the chat here if I can get the chat to come up. Uh, I'll throw it. Uh, but it's called uh, Indie Game Bundles, and my chat won't come up. Damn it. Okay. Just tweet it. Uh, game bundles. I'll yeah, I'll yeah, tweet it. Tweet it. Your, that way, everyone there. who's watching or listening uh, later. Hi, Kylan underscore darling. I'm following you. Uh, okay. Awesome. I suck at this. Um, <laughs> I, I suck like, at Twitter. I'll admit the... that. Oh, you're if better you, with TweetDeck, though. Oh, there we go. It, if you put oh, it into the ATGN podcast, everybody has that table. Yeah. Yeah, I'll throw it on there, too. Yeah, perfect. There we yeah. go. It, awesome. it, that link has every active indie bundle that's, that there is. Beautiful. Thank and you. suddenly we never I saw Carlin again. Exactly. It's been real. So you just check that, and it's like, oh, these indie bundles are up. Uh, even yeah. some of them that, like, I personally can't play, but I bought because I like exactly. to support indie game de- developers. There's that's one that's exactly called, it's am. called Pack Solidaro. Everything mm-hmm. in it's in Spanish. I don't know a word of Spanish. <laughs> awesome. I'm so going to uh, that. Yeah. 
Thank you. Excellent. No Excellent. habla español. Inglés, por favor. I know a few things in Spanish, like uh, dos cervezas, por favor. Oh, yeah, <laughs> very important. That's the extent of my Spanish. fuego. <laughs> One day, that's going to save my life. <laughs> um, I, I will go next so that I can, Ade can wrap up on the uh, what what they're into, what we're gaming or whatever. Right now, I just got Lego Batman Two. I have been playing the crap out of it. And, and Jelly Bro, I love yeah. the Lego games. This one is a lot of fun. They've taken like the class, the scores from like the 18, 1989 Batman movie. They use it throughout the movie. I just met Lego Superman, and as soon as he flies in, it starts to play the John Williams music. I'm like, yes, this is awesome, the John Williams Superman theme. The world seems bigger, the graphics seem fresher, and what's probably the coolest thing with Lego Batman 2 is they talk now. All oh. the Lego characters. This is the first Lego, it's the first Lego game where they talk, and they That's did so not weird. get the voice character. They, like, they didn't get Kevin Conroy's Batman or anything like that. But the coolest thing they did is they got Clancy Brown to be Lex Luthor, who was Lex Luthor in the Superman cartoon, the Justice League cartoon, all those other things. And the guy who's doing the Joker voice does a somewhat passable impersonation of Mark Hamill at times. So it feels like I'm watching a Lego Batman cartoon at times, and it's just really fun. They gave them new costumes. I haven't gotten to the point of being able to play any of their superheroes yet, but like you can play as Green Lantern, Flash, Superman. Now, there actually is a Lego cartoon, isn't there? Did I see that on Cartoon Network? Nin- Ninjaga or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have. Do they have voices or do they just make faces? They have voices. They have voices in that. But this is the first game where they speak, which I thought was kind of cool, and it actually comes off pretty well. I've also been rereading some stuff on Mass Effect and going through stuff I've done in my game since I'm doing that podcast next week, and it's a good refresher also with the DLC coming up. And oh, I'm also reading the Walking Dead Compendium right now, Compendium 1, cool. so I'm out on issue 23, I think, of Walking Dead, and I have no hope of getting caught up in time for issue 100 that comes out next month. So I'm I have no hope in getting in between. caught up ever. <laughs> With and, Walking Dead, yeah, I'm I, always so far behind on everything. Like, I have books to read, I have games to play. Yeah, and well, I don't bother with television and sh- movies and sh- or well, television shows because I'm so behind on everything else. And with all the stuff I'm reading and all that, I've also just gotten caught up on the Tron Uprising cartoon. I have one I, episode left to get caught up on. I'm really enjoying the Tron Uprising cartoon. I am too. It's surprisingly uh, good. And uh, the only thing that bothers me is the animation's kind of choppy. Yep. But other than that, like it's really good. It's it's the sequel that it needs to be. I'm just <laughs> that happy. legacy wanted to be. I'm happy that Bruce Boxleitner's in it because he's a geek god because he's Captain Sheridan. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's good. The other thing I was get, just got caught up on is uh, Falling Skies because season two just started with that. And mm-hmm. I like what I've seen of season two. And if you have a smartphone or a tablet, they just put out a companion app with it. So it uses like the microphone of your tablet or phone to see where you are in the episode. And it does cool. stuff with the show as you're watching it. It'll pop up trivia questions. Like, there's a scene where someone gets shot, and, like, my tablet screen exploded in blood. Are you like, someone got shot. Wow. It was really cool. Like, during the commercial breaks, it gives you little games to play in between, and you can talk to people that are also watching. So it's That's been a really amazing. fun experience. And there were actually times where I paid more attention to my tablet than I did the TV by accident. So I had to rewind to figure out what mm-hmm. I just missed. Because yeah. it, was, <laughs> it was a really fun social media experiment, experience yeah. because it links to, like, your Facebook, your Twitter, and all of that. So That's if you're watching Falling good. Skies... Try out the uh, companion app they put out for it. And i got to give credit to Brian Tudor because he's the one that told me about it. 
Uh, that makes me want to start Falling Skies now. Right, oh. like I really want to start watching Falling Skies. There's also, uh, along with that, Will Wheaton also has a uh, companion show. Right. Like, uh, you know, like how Chris Hardwick has Talking Dead, he has a Falling Skies show. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but if you do the companion app at the end of the episode, it just rolls, the app rolls right into the after show. Okay. Which was actually pretty cool. And the, the last after show I watched, they were making fun of things because they were talking about all those special effects and things like that. And he had some toss away line. He's like, man, back in the 80s, I didn't even have a green screen. Because <laughs> they were talking about how hard it was to do some of the stuff. So if, you like fall, if you've seen season one of Falling Skies and you have a smartphone or a tablet, try out the companion app. I, pi- I just picked up season one because I wanted to rewatch some stuff. I got it for 25 bucks on Blu-ray at Walmart. I think it's all on demand for Comcast users. It, it might be, and it came with the ultraviolet copies too, which means I can stream it on my laptop wherever I am, so that's also nice. So the app only works with the second season, right? It only works with the second season, but from okay. what I understand, you can actually go back and watch the old episodes, and it'll work with that too, because if, oh, cool. if you turn on the microphone, it can tell where you are in the episode. That's awesome. So... I highly recommend it. It's a really fun experience. I wish that's what they did for The Walking Dead because they do that companion stuff on their website, but mm-hmm. you have to watch it live because it's based on the uh, the time of the episode and it doesn't right. know intelligently where you are. Yeah. But that's all the crap I've been into right now. Let's uh, shift over to Adahe. Okay, I had to go grab this, but uh, the door was shut, so I had the wife bring it to me instead. Uh, the book I've been... Well, th- this actually isn't the one I'm reading. I grabbed this one because it has the cover on it. This is, uh, I'm reading another one of hers, Kim Harrison. Um, if you're not familiar with Kim Harrison, you should read Kim Harrison. Um, she did, um, for any few, lack of a better term, Twilight idiots out there. <laughs> Twihards. <laughs> um, if you want a book with vampires and, and werewolves in it that's done right, that's done well, Kim Harrison. The main character uh, is Rachel. She's a, a witch who gets herself into a lot of trouble summoning demons. Um, good times. Um, she lives with a living vampire um, and a pixie. <laughs> um, she's <laughs> what, what's a living vampire? Uh, in, in, the, in this, they have living vampires and dead vampires. Uh, living vampires, because vampires can actually be born in this. Basically. Okay. Okay. And it's basically uh, you, you're a weaker version of a dead vampire. You die, you become stronger. So that's okay. where your immortality comes from uh, okay. as well, of course, because you can't be immortal if you can die. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I mean, technically, they could, even dead vampires can die because you got the wooden stake yeah. or the whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and uh, the Rachel and uh, I can't remember the name now, uh, but the pixie dude and <laughs> the vampire she lives with... Um, they are they they work for this uh, they're like a weird they have this like investigation thing and they get themselves in a lot of trouble it's just amazing um, not to mention that uh, there's some lesbian action come on I don't know. <laughs> giggity, giggity, giggity. I don't know people like lesbians right um, I mean, it does have you know it does have it's an adult book so there's love triangles and shit like that it's like she's in love with this one. I think he's a vampire. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, actually, the vampire she lives with is in love with her, so that's the lesbian thing I was telling you about. Um, so there's is, is a lot of weird triangles, and the, the vampire she lives with is actually sleeping with the other vampire that she that she likes. So see, there's a weird love triangle. There you go. So there you go. Read this, you fucking twihards. It's better. Um, Twilight Moon Comic Con. 
It's actually on the book here. If you're familiar with Charlene Harris, um, yes. she does uh, what Sookie Stackhouse series. Yeah, she does the yeah. Sookie Stackhouse True True Blood series, which I she have every book. <laughs> a quote from her on here is, "I wouldn't miss a Kim Harrison book for anything." Come on, and some of the funner things is it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Tank Girl. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. That's, that's cool. pretty badass. That's cool. <laughs> if you haven't that's read cool any thing. Kim Harrison books, um, do it. The other, the other thing I've been doing is I've been playing a lot of Smite. It's a new third-person MOBA. Uh, it's in beta right now over at SmiteGame.com. You can register for the beta. Beta keys are going out like mad. And um, if you tweet me at DickBuds. <laughs> yeah, tweet, tweet at one, the number one, Nerdy Cupcake. Uh, hashtag DickBuds. Um, later on, sometime we'll pick someone and we'll I'll tweet or I'll send them a beta key. So yeah, that's it. Read this book. Read all of her books. You should do it. She's probably on those fancy non-book things that people use. <laughs> the real book is always better because it's. You know, it's got a, I don't know, I just like the books, the paper, the smell. You know. I like, was with you on that for a long time, but the convenience of my Kindle has helped me out a lot. That's because when I was traveling one time, I ran out of stuff to read, so I just turned on the 3G, and I was like, oh, I want to read this, this, and this, and I bought them, and they're on my book, and they're on my Kindle yeah. in like 30 seconds, and I got on my plane. Like, um, I just read my very first Kindle book, which was the latest of the Sookie Stackhouse books. And uh, that's only because my, my dad was really nice and downloaded it for me, because I couldn't go out and afford the actual book. And you know what? It's, it's not bad. I still have a hard time staying focused with it, though. And that's, that's my biggest problem is I, um, uh, shiny object, I don't know what's going did on. Did you anymore. read it on a, like a Kindle with e-ink, or did you read it on like an LCD screen? Well, it was an, it was, it was an iPad with okay. a Kindle app. Yeah, like I read my Kindle books on like the Kindle with the e-ink screen, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not harsh on the eyes like you have with like LCD looking at that for too long, so it, it very nicely replicates a regular reading experience for me. Whereas, like, reading on the LCD, my eyes get tired after a while. The trade-off is the e-ink one you can't read at night Which, without a light on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've actually debated picking up a, a Kindle because for, uh, for some of you who are con-goers like I am, I will be at Star Wars Celebration and PAX Prime, probably mm-hmm. PAX Dev. So I will be all over the place. Like, for two weeks straight, I'm traveling. and. Right. Like, I don't want to carry my books. I, I love my books, but it's, it's, they get heavy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I fully admit I converted, and one of the things I really liked about the Kindle is you can get some a bunch of free stuff off there. I, like, I found a bunch of stupid little zombie short stories and stuff that are really good that were like a buck or like mm-hmm. nothing or two bucks in some cases, and I've read a lot of little indie authors that have really good stuff, and some of these guys have started to get picked up by actual publishing houses or, net, or uh, Amazon's picked them up to do stuff, so it's been a fun experience. Yeah, yeah I like all that, but, like, my issue is that when I'm reading a book, I'm one of those people who I'll, I'll, like, read something and say, oh, I remember when that was referenced, like, 100 pages ago, and I'll, like, be flipping back and forth to see, right. you know? I, right. do the I, same, I do the same thing. It's worse, yeah, it's like, not as easy to do that on an e-book, but yeah. um, I understand where you're coming from. To plug someone who is writing an e-book, uh, Mikey Newman from Gearbox Software, he actually just tweeted this. Uh, the latest chapter of The Returners is out, and he's doing indie publishing. It's strictly ebook. Um, you can actually buy the first part of it on Amazon now. The second part is for free on his website, uh, bozpublishing.com. And it's, it's fantastic. Like, I, I cannot recommend this, this story enough. It's history figures, it's, it's science fiction, and it's free, unless you buy okay. the Amazon copy, which I, 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 I 
definitely recommend uh, buying the Amazon copy because my, it's uh, it's fantastic. My wife is actually considering going the ebook route for publishing. She's a That's amateur how I'm writer. Doing. They take a much smaller cut if you go through Amazon, for instance. Yeah, I've seriously once I once I get more written for alternates is is that's pretty much the way that I'm going to go is yeah. Amazon. And and I will say, uh, Naki, you mentioned the cons you were going to is that uh, Adahai and I have both been talking about going up to Steel City Con in Pittsburgh in July, late July. So we might both be up there for that. And I will be a guest at the West Virginia Pop Culture Con in October, which will be fun. It's the first. It's the first version. It's the first year of it. So you should get a table for the ATGM podcast. And be I was like, thinking we're, about it. We're the awesome. Table's, the table's seventy bucks for the weekend, which isn't terrible. And seventy. Do that. Let me know because I'll 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 make way that I can get out there. All right. Well, we'll, I'm we'll, out. Th- we'll, I'm actually there as a guest. They're looking at doing some kind of panel conversation about talking about social media and podcasting and websites stuff like that. So who knows? They've got some guys from Ain't It Cool News that are going to be there. It could be interesting. It's the first year for it, so I'm sure there'll be some hiccups from time to time, but I'm trying to help the guy with as much as I can in some of it. 70, I could probably, uh, given how long do we have to get in a table fee? Oh, it's not until October. There's plenty of time. Oh, yeah, that that won't be hard to do. The thing I'm trying to find out there, because at the very least, I was going to go up there and try and do my part of the podcast on Sunday, is how good the Wi-Fi is or if we can get a wired connection somewhere. Depends on when in October, because New York Comic Con's in October, and I'm already promised there. I don't remember the exact dates. It's uh, we can toss links at you on Twitter so you can see it and whatnot. That's right. Um, for the West Virginia con, but I, I wanted to plug that because one of my friends is putting that together. I think it's going to be a really fun experience. But that wraps up our what I'm playing, what I'm doing. I wanted to throw out an idea we had for a bit, just to as one last thing. There is a concept that I've thrown out that we've discussed a little bit called the Rumble Pit, and you know how. Fanboys always tend to get in arguments about who would win in a fight. Well, here's where we discuss it. We want to set up a bit where we can say that Link is fighting Zelda in a battle to the death. Who's going to win? And hopefully spark some arguments and some fanboy debates and make it somewhat a regular bit. It doesn't necessarily have to be week to week. But the tentative title for that is Rumble Pit. And if you guys have any ideas for matchups you'd want to see, send them to me on Twitter. Send them to the podcast Twitter account. Right now, just as our trial run, I would like to try and do it next week, and I'd like to do a matchup of the Master Chief and Samus Aran. And we already talked about this. Man, we talked about it a little bit, but part this of the reason also before wanted, we were on the air too. <laughs> part of the reason I wanted to put the Master Chief in there is because I stole the name Rumble Pit from the maps in Halo, where it's literally like a one v one PvP type battle. Because that's what we're going to do here is put them in that kind of environment where it's just themselves versus each other. And this is things that everyone's done on the internet. We've all argued about it. Oh, yeah. There's other podcasts, I'm sure, that have bits on it. I've written bits like that on my website before. Let's just have a little debate about it. And those of you that are listening, let us know on Twitter who you think would win, or let us know on Facebook. Give us your opinions, because this could be a fun matchup, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Hang on. All I got is uh, Mike tweeted Rumble Pits at me. So that's awesome. <laughs> The uh, West Virginia Pop Culture Con is also on the 6th and 7th of October. Is the date. Okay. That's, that's before I leave for New York, so that's fine. Um, Samus? I, yeah, <laughs> it, it's Samus, like, hands down. Like, I, I, got, I got nothing. <laughs> well, if you guys want a different matchup, throw it out. Okay. Anyone going to argue for Master Chief here? That's the I'm question. All right, let's do Master Chief versus Marcus Phoenix. Who? 
The main character from Gears of War. Oh, oh he has the chainsaw gun. Yeah, the Lancer. The Lancer. Let, right, let's make that the fight then. Marcus Phoenix versus the Master Chief. And like we don't necessarily have gun similar to the chainsaw sword from 40k. <laughs> it might be. I got to look at that again, but. For future reference, if we do more Rumble Pits in the future, it doesn't necessarily have to be two video game characters. You can do like a comic book character versus a video game character, or a character out of Batman a Batman. Let's open it to Master Chief. Go. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun too. But, but let's go for next week. We'll do Marcus Phoenix against the Master Chief. I like it. I'll have to look into this Marcus, Marcus Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, the best thing to do on that is look up a little stuff on Wikipedia, things like that, get an idea of what they might be able to do. But yeah. I think this could just be fun for us to argue amongst ourselves from time to time. Definitely. Indeed. Um, one last thing I was going to ask before starting some closing conversations is, uh, anyone going to go see Ted? Because that comes out I see it on weekend. Wednesday. Yes. Okay. I have, I have, I have a screener passes to see on Wednesday. Okay, because Ted comes out, I think, on Friday. So I'm going to try and go see either Friday night or Saturday. So we might end up talking about it on the podcast then. We've got two movies to see Tuesday and another one this weekend. Jesus Christ. Did, uh, have you, guys, did you ever see the Red Band trailer for Ted? Mm-hmm. No, I, like I said, I've been avoiding trailers. There's, well, I'll just give a little bit of it because it actually ties into Internet memes, which made me laugh. There's their Thunder Buddies song where it starts to storm and they get scared. And the chorus of it is, uh, fuck you, Thunder, and they go on some more of that. During the NBA playoffs, the championship series was the Heat versus the Thunder. So it became like a battle cry for a lot of Heat fans on the Internet as they started quoting the uh, Thunder song from the Ted trailer. And it just made me laugh because the trailer is hilarious and that song made me laugh a ton. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, it was perfect. So that's us wrapping up with the main conversations this week. Let's go round the table. Just any closing comments thoughts. We'll start with uh, Naki. Um, I'm lost because I, I just went off into my own little world on Twitter. Sorry. Um, I did that already a couple out, times. <laughs> check out a Kryptonian Spade. I believe she'll have a new video up uh, tomorrow. I'm not sure. We, we were talking about it earlier and uh, she'll, uh, she'll confirm with that. But on that note, uh, Carly Spade will be our guest next week. Um, along with, we now have a Twitter page, which is at ATGN Podcast, and we also have a Facebook page, so if you like us, that would be fantastic. We're always looking for guest hosts, and I'm in charge of scheduling, so if you're interested in guest hosting, you think you have something interesting you can say, and, um, or you just want to, you know, goof around with us and yell dick butts a lot, uh, let me know. Contact me on Twitter at One Nerdy Cupcake, or you can contact me on Facebook, which I think I'm linked to. Yeah. Hit up or you hit up the podcast Twitter, any of those. We'll make sure she gets them. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll probably ask for your email address. I swear I'm not going to spam you with anything. Just um, just yeah, write just, dick butts twenty times and email just, it to him once a day. <laughs> exactly. I will just continually send you dick butts. I'm going to start drawing. <laughs> I think I should start drawing dick butts and make that part of our logo. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes, iTunes won't like that. <laughs> Internet memes out of our logo, <laughs> especially ones we create. <laughs> Well, dick butts have been around for a long time, bro. Well, dick butts forever. Oh, thank you for that one. Uh, let's go next uh, to uh, Carlin, our special guest host this week. So um, this was awesome, and today I learned that I have one year to play all of the Mass Effect so I can get the free DLC, so thank you for lighting that fire under me. You can I'll download do it. it now, though, if you have to. So okay, maybe that's what I'll do. 
Yes, yes, I like that. Um, but yeah, just uh, you know, tweet me or Facebook the group if you know of any really good apps on the Android games that I can play and get addicted to. We That's will definitely relay. We will relay any message to Carlin too. Thank you. If you need it. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, how about you up next, Adahe? Um. I don't really do much with the podcast. I, I come here and talk now. I, I actually started this thing now, but now I'm like, you do this. <laughs> you delegate. That's what you do. That and makes you no, a manager. Like, Good job. Snocky's like, I'll handle scheduling. So now I just don't do anything anymore. Hey. This was my idea originally. Thank God I have the easy job. You're middle management now. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, right. Live streaming, playing games like a boss. Tons of Minecraft, tons of Smite over at twitch.tv slash theadahaygaming. I have done a ridiculous amount of reworking over at theadahay.com. Um, it's uh, actually visually appealing now, I believe. Um, I know Chris helped me a bit with setting some stuff up that I was clueless about because he's a little more WordPress-versed than I was. Um, but oh, now yeah, BT Dub's looking for a designer. Just on that. Sorry. But uh, now my, my, uh, my web page looks better than his, so ha. Huh. Sucker. <laughs> hey, what can I say? Um, you, st- that, you still stole my name, from my uh, <laughs> my catchphrase for a podcast name. No, I didn't, man. <laughs> you go to my I website, didn't. it says Nerds in the Round Table for all things good and nerdy. I've <laughs> 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 said that for three years now. <laughs> Do you think I ever went to your shitty webpage? <laughs> no, I didn't. But it's fun for me to say that you stole it from me. <laughs> <laughs> can we uh, can we make that our, our our title for this week's show? Is do you think I ever went to your shitty webpage? That's a long one. I, I still want to go. We're binary now. Is our webpage? Okay, I, I, uh, it's episode zero one zero. Okay, I think I, I think I've said enough. Twitter okay. at the Adahe. Yay! Uh, keep tweeting at me, dick butts, guys. She loves her dick butts. I do love my dick butts. Like, this is fantastic. I, I can't believe how much there is dick butts all over my Twitter page, and this is fantastic. I love it. I seriously do. I got to I gotta send you guys the links for everybody who's tweeted at me dick butts so you can give away your smite. I'll just pick someone at random and show me. We should have had them tag it with ATGN so we could have searched it that way and done it randomly. Yeah, we know better for next time. Um, we do. I'll say my little piece now is I've been working on building the audio bumps for the podcast when we do these segments. You won't get them on video yet because I'm still trying to figure out the right way to feed in that audio while we're recording the podcast. But those of you on the audio side, I will be doing some editing on this to add in the audio for the segments we've talked about. Super dick mode. Exactly. There's a really good, <laughs> a really good uh, bump we've got for that. I can easily do that from my end for the videos that go from my end because XSplit allows me to put video, put uh, sound from my computer out to the video to the Twitch stream. It won't help okay. your YouTube though. Yeah, that's more what I was trying to figure out on that one. But we'll, I we'll actually figure... plug the Adahe Gaming more than I plug YouTube. That's fine. I just pull the audio off of this one because it makes life easier for me because it's available immediately instead of trying to do my backdoor way to get it off of his Twitch site. <laughs> but uh, well, also... I'm, I'm going to be able to put them on uh, Facebook again, or YouTube again. So okay. I'll... Um, also, anyone who has any suggestions based off of the bits they've heard for some audio bumps, let me know via Twitter or Facebook. But try and make sure they're Creative Commons licensed so that I can use them so I don't get sued. <laughs> helpful, yeah. Everything we put together right now is Creative Commons based, which has been very helpful but also hard to find. If I ever have time, I'll create music for you. Okay. And 
I've also, I will be reviewing Lego Batman 2 for 401 games. That review will probably be up here in a week or two. I'll let everyone know when that happens. And I'm thinking about doing a giveaway for the game when it's done because I get to keep the game that I review. Cool. So everyone keep that in mind who's listening to the podcast. It's Other, true. Keep tweeting at me dick butts for, for smite keys. Smitegame.com. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, strongly encourage you guys who are listening to the audio, if you can leave us a review on iTunes, that helps us out a lot, or some comments, that'd be fantastic. Other we than do that, love you. We, we, want, we want to be around forever. Well, not forever. All of you, except for I that might. one guy, and you know who the fuck you are. <laughs> Other than that, folks, I think that's all we've got. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will be back on next week, of course. Uh, uh, with our day. guest, with our guest host Carly Spade. There we go. I forgot our guest host. Thank you for plugging that. Have a good I day, everyone. That. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to an all-new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Keep up with the show and its hosts by following us on Twitter or Facebook. The show can be found on Twitter at ATGN Podcast or on Facebook at facebook.com slash All Things Good and Nerdy. All Things Good and Nerdy streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch us live, or better yet, you can download the podcast. The podcast is available on iTunes. Just search for All Things Good and Nerdy in the podcast store. Or alternatively, you can download the podcast directly from our Podbean website, which can be found in the attached show notes. If you'd be interested in acting as a guest host in an upcoming episode of All Things Good and Nerdy, let one of us know, either via Twitter or Facebook. We're always looking for new guest hosts who'd be interested in being part of the podcast. All Things Good and Nerdy has three main hosts, those being Adahe, Naki, and Chris. That's it for this week. Don't forget to tune into the show next week. We'll see you then.